What's up, everybody? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire episode. Uh, sorry, I didn't look at the number. One twelve. We are the Kickass Irreverent Gaming Podcast, where four lifelong friends, five. We have five. Five lifelong friends gather around to talk about video games. <laughs> I'm Chad Michael Ennis. We've got Holden DePardo. Say hi, Holden. Hello. Steven Dutzman from EF Gaming. Say hi. Hi. It's Engaged Family it's, Gaming. Engaged Family singer. Gaming. Yeah, I just, just, I just thought of my whatever, Twitter. Whatever. It's yeah. fine. That's my Twitter handle. So thanks for the plug. You're welcome. And we've got <laughs> Jerrica Hanna over here. Glitch Girl. Say hi, Jerrica. That's, that's me. Hello. Uh, we have... And then there's you, the listener. And that's why we love you. So we're going to go ahead and start by uh, introducing you guys. You've both been on our show before on separate occasions. This mm-hmm. is your first time both here together. Um, Jerrica, tell us a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, I talk a lot about video games on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. I play games all the time and I like to talk about them. That's why I'm here. Uh, big Mass Effect fan. So if you ever want to go down that rabbit hole with me, I'm open to it. And yeah, and on this topic, Death Stranding, I'm obsessed. So don't know what it's about, but I'm ready to talk about it. I like weird games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What a coincidence. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. And what if if anyone wants to follow you on social media? uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Glitch Girl, and that's with two Gs, G-L-I-T-C-H. Girl, the the original G I R L was taken, so G U R L, glitch girl together. That's it. Interesting, interesting. That you there you go. Two G's. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense, right? <laughs> it's like two G's. Glitch girl with two L's. You're right. There yeah, two L's in there. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Steven, tell us about yourself and your podcast. Sure. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am the founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com. Uh, that's a website on the internet where uh, parents like myself and my co-hosts uh, help people learn about good games to play with their families. Because um, believe it or not, it's hard. Oh, we got some beeping going on. By the way, <laughs> it's 8 o'clock uh, and it is, uh, we got home late. And we had to do an unboxing video where we unboxed a million Pokemon cards. Um, yes. So our everything is, um, and yes, I deliberately mispronounced that. Please don't at me. Um, so um, everything's crazy. Uh, my wife is a superhero. Um, so I am on like 47 different podcasts, uh, but you can find me at Dutesmania. Uh, I'm sure we'll put it in the show notes on Twitter yep. or at EF Gaming is my professional account. Um, and I talk about family games, um, you know. And I yell at Chad about being wrong about Zelda a lot. <laughs> he's very wrong about those. Guys, I mean, he's definitely guys. Guys. support on that one. Okay, first, just because there's a cult of you who's been brainwashed that it's great, does not mean that you're right. We're wearing red. That's the side of our cult, by the way. Um, <laughs> I just want to be clear: it's not brainwashing if it's true. And exactly, we're gonna yeah. and and Jerrica, this is the the ongoing bit between me and Chad: is that he's wrong and I'm right. Um, no. okay. and you're it's right. Not, that's it's, the agreed upon bit. And um, eventually, when he's not a coward, we're gonna have an episode <laughs> where it's basically just Holden being like the referee from like Celebrity Deathmatch, and me <laughs> and Chad are just gonna yell at each other about Zelda for 
It will take about five minutes for him to realize that I'm right and he's wrong. And so it's going to be a real short, unsatisfying I I just want to say, at a fairness sake, I'd be a terrible referee because I'd agree with everything you're saying. (laughs) There was something I was shut up. Your opinion sucks. Listen to Steven's opinions. They're much better. (laughs) There was something that you were wrong about that I don't remember that I was supposed to fight you. Or no, it was Holden. Holden uh, and his opinions about Horizon Zero Dawn. You guys are going to fight too. Oh, absolutely. I was going to do battle with both of you. Just... There I'm way more attached to my opinions of Zelda Breath of the Wild than I am about Horizon. <laughs> like, he's, al- Chad- he's allowed to be wrong about that. Like, whatever. I mean, that's just being... But you're just being silly, Chad. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Well, Chad has games. also played a lot more Zelda than I have, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So that's... that's to be fair. <laughs> yes, that is very true. Uh, so if you guys... I know a lot of our listeners have uh, kids. So if you guys are interested about like how to introduce your kids to video games, what's good uh, for kids to play and stuff like that, uh, check out Steven's podcasts. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. What's most important coming at the end of the episode is our- I can't plug my show. I'm on Responding Fire. You can catch me every Tuesday. <laughs> You're also on another show that we just recorded the first yeah. time today. What is it? Yeah. It's Affable Idiots. Affable Idiots, that's right. Coming out uh, <laughs> hopefully this week if we can get all the iTunes and Google Play stuff and then the album art uh, figured out. So <laughs> that's coming out this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about E3 predictions today. That is the main reason, reason we are gathered here today. No one's getting married, but we are going to have a fun time regardless. Um, until we talk about that, we have a few things we want to bring up because a lot of stuff happened this week. First of which was a big reveal from Death Stranding. Starting with our Sony Quest log, we got a trailer from Death Stranding. There was a countdown to it. Or not a... I guess it's kind of a countdown. There was... It was a countdown, yeah. They were yeah. saying it's going to be on countdown. that day. And then it was just like hands over top of video. People just watching hands for a long time. And, and then, really creepy music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> and then they finally revealed the trailer. And it is a trailer... Regardless of its nine-minute running time, (laughs) (laughs) that showed us a ton of stuff. I'm going to read a couple of things here, some Kajumi quotes, and then we're just going to throw it over to Jerrica, who is our uh, Dust Stranding fanatic, and she's going to talk about it a little bit. So we got the trailer. Um, We also got Dust Stranding available November 8th on PS4. This comes from the PlayStation blog. A couple of quotes from Kojima. Quote, people have created walls and become accustomed to living in isolation. And Death Stranding is a completely new type of action game where the goal of the player is to reconnect isolated cities and a fragmented society. It is created so that all elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the theme of the strand or connection. As Sam Porter bridges, you will attempt to bridge the divides in society and in doing so create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. One last thing on the topic. Sony explains how Death Stranding multiplayer works from Jasmine Henry at Game Rant. Assist other players section of PlayStation UK's listing of Death Stranding vaguely explains the multiplayer, saying you can help other travelers without ever crossing paths via asynchronous online gameplay. Players can share supplies and safe houses and walk in the footsteps of other players as they try to reunite civilization. So I want to start by just kind of impressions of the trailer, and then we can get into a discussion about the game and some of this multiplayer stuff, too. Jerrica, how does this make you feel? Hyped. I got so <laughs> hyped, and I don't know what's happening in the trailer. I think we got a few answers about some things, but honestly, like, I was so intrigued by this game when um, the first trailer came out in, like, 2015. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that was at e- in E3. 
and I know, like, I'm a big follower of, like, the Silent Hills, like, what that game was going to be. So I was really excited to see, oh, my God, there's Norman Reedus. And um, there he is. And he he doesn't have clothes on. That's interesting. <laughs> he's, he's on a beach with this weird jump drive necklace thing. And um, that's weird. And I like it. Oh, it's Kojima. It's his new project. Little did we know, it wasn't even really a game yet. It was just a trailer. Um, so the right, fact they didn't even that have we, a game engine yet. No. Um so to finally see this much like story and gameplay at the same time, I was blown away. Um, did we get a lot of the story? No. Um, but Kojima managed to get me hyped about a, uh, a Finnish um, cello metal band. That's the theme song. It's Path by Apocalyptica. Did I pronounce that right? Is it? Um, yes. So I now listen to that on my way to work. Gets me going. I don't know how. Um, and there's babies. It's cute. It's, is it smart? It looks intelligent. Um, it's waving at people. So that's neat. Um, there's die hard man, heart man. Those names are, there's homo demons. I mean, what else could you want from a video game? Yeah. If anyone was ever upset about like some of the life of Metal Gear Solid going away forever when Kojima left, uh, Konami, (laughs) No, it's it's very much here. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's, all of the wacky it's, characters and names, and they're still here. <laughs> they're here. Um, but I think we got a little bit more about this trailer. I don't know if you, we, we want to go into that now, um, or if you guys yeah. had some thoughts. Um, I know from what I can tell from the previous trailers, because they've all sort of told like some part of the story. Yeah, you don't really know where to tie them in together. Um, but there's definitely some interdimensional travel I feel like this is my interpretation. Something has gone wrong with the United States of America because now it's like the United Cities of United Cities, like the bridges thing, like everything's connected differently. Um, but something's went wrong where all these, I think they're called BTs. I don't know what that's an acronym for, but these beings from another dimension is like, are they eating people? I don't know. They're dragging them somewhere to another place. Um, and we got to see that in this trailer, so that was super exciting. Because I've been wanting to know, yeah. like, well, what happens when do they when you get taken? Um, so definitely some, you know, time jumps. You know, there's the time fall, the rain. It ages everything so quickly. Um, I think we saw in a previous trailer where I think it was from the Game Awards. Uh, I forgot. Was it last year or the year before? It's been a long time. Yeah, I man, it's we been got like a Game Awards this past year. No, um, even though they hyped it up and then they didn't show anything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's been like a year. And that trailer, we got to see that character. He was stuck under a bus thing, some kind of vehicle, and the rain hit him and it aged him so fast. And we got to see that with the crows in this trailer, Um, the birds that were flying. I think they were crows. I'm not a bird expert. Uh, Ornithology (laughs) is not my strong suit. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Me neither. So, um, But yeah, we got to see the time fall. We got to see the babies um, in the pods, the bridge babies. I guess that's what they're called. Bridge babies, yes. The bridge babies. babies, That's what they're called. And I don't know if there's more than one. I thought there was only going to be one. Who knows? Um, But yeah, they apparently can see these uh, other beings and sort of alert you of, you know, where to go in the game. So I feel like we're going to have a lot of that, like, mechanic built into where we have to plug into the baby and see where to go. There's also footsteps. Did you see the footsteps? I saw the footsteps. There's... To me, there's, so there's, the babies are in these like almost Matrix-style pods, and yeah. you got to plug in. And unless being <laughs> plugged into a baby, you can't see these beings, which is 
I, I feel like does that harm the baby? Well, Are we sucking the life force out of this baby? And well, apparently it's not fun. He mentioned like a battery because it's powering okay. that little like I don't know what how to describe no. it like a fan thing that kind of opens and closes. We're all doing this pulse with our fingers for all of our audio listeners, which are all of you. I think it's it's powering that in some way. I don't yeah. know. Like you said, I don't know how, but it's powering that. I hope it's just like the life out of that baby because that baby is kind of cute. <laughs> it is. It's adorable. It's not like real babies. It's like that until Pokemon it got replaced baby. by like that creepy Toy Story machination doll yeah. that we saw. Ooh, that was cool. That's like the demon version. Like that's the angel yeah. baby. That's like the demon baby. I don't know. It looks exactly like the baby doll head that got stuck on the erector set and Sid's. Room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It totally looks like that. Maybe I really hope it's not the whole thing because that having that in your esophagus <laughs> oh, no. show would how be did, horrible. Yeah. Like, I hope ugh. they answer that. Like, how does it get there? Yeah. How does it get out? <laughs> Small graphical thing. That baby's hand goes up against the glass. It's like oh, oh. that looks so good. You could like oh, yeah. actually see how it imprints on the glass, like very realistically. I was very impressed by that. Um, I don't. I think Jared kind of said it all. It's it's a really great trailer. I still don't really know what it's about, but I feel like I know more about it. I know that there are ladders that seem to there's extend ladders? as far as you want in the world, and there's an option to pee. If you look closely, there's an action to pee. What? That's of what I'm talking is. about. Yeah, that's what I want in a game. That's all I need. <laughs> The story there is Norman Reedus had his motion tracking equipment. He went to go pee, and they're like, oh, shit, we just captured all that. Ah, we'll put it in the game. Why not? (laughs) Kojima wants all of him in this game. He said it. We're going to use every part of the horse. No, not the horse. The bison, the bull. What do you you use every part of? The deer. That's it. (laughs) I think what the show did a good job with is kind of teasing more of the world. Yeah. Without really even saying what the gameplay is. Like, they showed a few moments of gameplay, but I mean, you can't really discern anything about what your moment-to-moment experience mm-hmm. is going to be like with this with this game. I r- still have absolutely no idea. I did notice that there seems to be a stealth element to it, to an extent, where like he's going through that forest, and that's when the baby's kind of powering the the sputtering thing, and you can see the whatever those kind of apparitions are. They're called BTS. Are- we don't know what is that, that stands the BTs? for. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, okay, I wasn't sure if those are the BTs or not. I have no idea. I wonder okay, what so it I stands sure if, for. Okay, so the B, those are the BTs. It seems like when he crossed the, like a line running between them, it like set them off, and that's when something kind of came after him. So I'm assuming you have to use the baby to see them to avoid wherever they're present. Yes. That seems to be what the idea is, but then there's the element of the open world, and there's that like orange ray that went across the land is that part of like those stealth mechanics what was that about i feel like theories on that yeah i definitely think that plays into the multiplayer um element of this game because i noticed like when he was in that scene where those guys in the yellow suits were like chasing him with those electric sticks that um like he was like sort of like scanning like the orange sort of i don't that's the sound effect (laughs) and then like uh and then you see like things getting knocked off of him like he was losing like you were losing inventory so i wonder that's where when someone else plays this game they're gonna be able to pick up pick up that inventory see where you went um see where you last like i guess got destroyed by those guys with the electric (laughs) sticks i don't know like um i've never played dark souls but i've gotten a lot of like i've seen a lot of comments saying this is gonna be sort of like dark souls um is that right or is it bloodborne one of those two games 
from reading that, I, I imagine it's going to be like an expanded version of that. Because in Dark Souls, you can people can leave messages on the ground of like mm-hmm. beware of an ambush up ahead, or you can see their blood stains, and if you click on it, then you can see exactly how they died. Um, so I imagine that's kind of what this is hinting at as well. That asynchronous yeah. thing to help people out, partnered with like it's, the Pokemon Go send people a gift option as well. It's got to be something bigger than that though, because they're making it seem like we've never seen this. This concept before i've seen that in dark souls it's not original they're they're tied into something bigger than that so there's got to be some like well like yeah you can talk to other players but there's some sort of bigger impact that other players can have on your world and vice versa we're like by uniting different cities you're actually having an impact on other people who have also linked to those cities or something i have no idea but it's got to be bigger scale or it's just pr bullshit (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's that this yeah. could just come out and be a regular ass game that is oh i've it's seen a, it it's a cover shooter to a degree <laughs> it's a cover shooter to a degree and jerica first off thank you for the the breakdown like um that was it's the best that was I could super do. detailed well i mean right like that you're not wrong you did as well as anybody could because who has i mean who really has uh, who could do better it's so insane this whole thing <laughs> yeah so <laughs> um, I actually recorded an episode of one of my podcasts, um, um, the EFG Daily Commute, just about this game. And because I was ready to skip it, like I was like, Death Stranding, I'm out. Like, really? I was completely ready to skip it. Now, with that said, you guys know my situation. I only get so many grown-up games a year. And right. if I'm going to waste a slot on like something like super weird. and But after I watched that trailer, I am now all in. Um, and part of that is because I was expecting this like really like wacky, I don't know what I was expecting, but like a cross between like Metal Gear and Silent Hills and like Katamari Damacy, just like just something completely <laughs> out of left field. And, um, I thought that it was going to be like not worth 60 bucks. Um, and I was just going to be able to watch you guys have the, the conversation and just kind of appreciate it from afar. But now I can't, I can't avoid it um, because it's just a regular ass video game. Like I know that there's going to be, but at the end of the day, he's a dude who drives a motorcycle, like exploring an open world. And at the, like at the end of the day, I know we say we don't know what the moment to moment gameplay is, but we know part of it, right? Like he's a guy exploring, probably looking for stuff. We know he fights some dudes. We know he has a gun. So like, at the end of the day, um, it's gorgeous. We're going to be doing some exploring and some climbing and making ladders appear out of nowhere. Um, also, <laughs> I just want to say th- this game about like making connections from like different parts of the United States, which is just damn um, <laughs> way to go, Kojima, and just like lay out some themes and be on the nose with it. Um, <laughs> right. I would like to point out this guy's name is Samuel Porter Bridges. Now, Bridges mm-hmm. is super obvious, right? Like, whatever. Right. Porter is literally a person hired to carry a baggage. Like, it is someone that works in a rail station to, like, carry people's crap around. And Samuel is means it, it's Hebrew for the name of God. Now, I'm just going to say comfortably that if he's got three names and two of them are legitimately, like, not 
not like across the nose, but like straight up, just up it. <laughs> then, um, then, then the first name was Deli- They didn't choose that because that's the kind of beer he likes. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to know <laughs> what the result of Ch- Kojima's shenanigans is, and I can't. I don't want to watch it on a YouTube channel. Like, I have to play yeah. this game now. And that's what nine minutes, I mean, nine minute trailer. It's just so crazy. Um, right? Like, it shouldn't happen. I mean, how, and not really reveal anything about what the game's about, but show you gameplay <laughs> in a little bit, just enough. And that's why I'm so obsessed with it is because uh, there's so much to it, but we know so little. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that mystery and just being able to. Th- I don't actually want to see any more of this game. That was plenty. I just wanted to release yeah. state, see a little bit more of like moving around. What do you, is him delivering some things? Cool. Um, but I'm I'm good. I'm ready to play it and experience it. Do you, do you think we'll see anything else? Yeah, I was I gonna say. Do you think we'll see a demo or anything like well, that? Well, um, I I don't really think so because. Kojima is very, uh, he's on Twitter a lot and he's been sharing a lot of, now that they've had that trailer come out, he's been sharing a lot of details via Twitter. And uh, I, if we get anything, maybe at the at TGS, maybe we get a little snippet there. I don't think we're going to see any more of this game. I don't, I don't think so. If, I, I guarantee you Andy McNamara from Game Informer has like six people humping their legs trying to get a cover story <laughs> from GI. You know what I mean? Like, yep. This would, I mean, for real, could you imagine you want to sell some magazines like that? That's, that's where if, if we see anything, I don't think that we're going to see, maybe we'll see like some 30 second reveal trail, like something simple, but yeah, yeah. If we're going to see anything meaty. It's going to be, it, it's, it, it's either going to be like Kojima doing something on Twitch from like his bathroom hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be something like, you know, a GI cover where it'll be like a very controlled interview. Um, and because he, he loves that kind of, I mean, he would absolutely love to be in a room with a bunch of, you know, what, you know what I mean? That is, that oh. sounds like him. Yo, go ahead. Yep. Oh, and yeah. Um, when you mentioned that, I just totally forgot. So there was an episode of um, the Conan O'Brien show. He actually went to Japan and he visited Kojima productions. Mm-hmm. So um, he, what he did there, we don't know. Oh, um, but I mean, that's end- possible too end of that episode like someone from the audience asked like Conan like well what, what did you do at uh, Kojima Productions and he's like well I, I can't talk about that until they do their thing so we may have a Clueless Gamer oh, episode man, for sure. that would be so amazing that, he that would there, also be Kojima the wall, so. that would be Kojima as fuck or he could just be in the game who knows I'm down like oh, Conan O'Brien just pops <laughs> like, out of nowhere we could legit just see Conan <laughs> O'Brien in the game yeah. <laughs> I'm I, also Kojima as fuck you could see a Conan O'Brien doing Clueless Gamer of someone playing Death Stranding in <laughs> <Yeah>. Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, I mean, that's the game. We you figured say it that out, and we're all <laughs> laughing. But the reality is, like that could th- the the, the yep. odds of that are not long. <laughs> like, <sighs> well, there's I one more. A, go for I it. Say, I think mystery is a big part of this game, and I think that Steve makes a great point of the cover story. Something like that is probably, um, and even with Clueless Gamer, like things that. Includes gamer especially because like they might they don't have to reveal anything about the game. Includes gamer, they could just have Conan O'Brien being confused as fuck during the whole <laughs> thing. A Game Informer article like Stephen said like it can be very vague. It might not even be a full cover like a full fourteen page spread. It might literally be like we have two pages on it because that's <laughs> all that we could get. But it's still our cover story because everyone's going to read those two pages. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. They're never going to release a trailer because this game gets off on mystery. The less people know about mm-hmm. this game going into it, I think that's how Kojima wants it. I think if you knew so much more about this game that I, I could recite the story back to you right now, like you can with so many other games, it, it would lose its luster. So, like, yeah. Yep. I think even after it's out, yeah. we're not going to know what the hell's going on. There's right, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Try to sit down and tell everyone the story of Metal Gear Solid straight to finish and not sound like a lunatic. Well, Mads Mikkelsen was in the game, and he still can't he describe it. <laughs> right. so. Norris is like, you know, he's he's a genius man. He, I just do what he tells me. It's like in every interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one more piece of Sony news uh, that we want to talk about. There were a lot of rumors that we were going to get big news on The Last of Us Part Two this past yeah. week. Uh, that didn't turn out to be anything. However, there's an article from Dual Shockers. The Last of Us Part Two rumored to have moved from fall 2019 to early 2020 from Chris Compendio at Dual Shockers. Um, <clears throat> the biggest takeaway from this is a tweet from Jason Schreier that says, quote, looks like Death Stranding is about to get announced for a November release. The Last of Us 2 was also planned for fall 2019, but I actually just heard it got bumped to early 2020, possibly February. Either way, wild final year for PS4. I am so okay with that. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I don't need to play both of these games at the same time. I don't. No. I also don't think Sony would want them to release that close to each other. Right. No. Yeah. But I am very surprised that Death Stranding is the next, you know, Sony game. Yeah. Like, because yeah. <laughs> literally, like that game, they they started developing for it. I feel like in 2015, and it's coming out this year. And I know that's with help of having the Despot engine, but I I really thought Last of Us was going to be next. Yeah. It seems certain. It seemed like, oh, obviously Last of Us is next, and then probably Ghost of Shima, Death Stranding, just whenever the fuck that comes out. Like, that was kind of... <laughs> yeah, everyone that was, was like, the order. Are, are we sure this is even going to be a PS4 game? Like, oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even literally announced the name of PlayStation 5, and it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, now that, now that we know that Death Stranding is coming out in the fall, now, like, we haven't gotten firm confirmations on this kind of stuff, but, like, Animal Crossing is coming out in 2019 at some point. That's probably going to be in the fall at some point. Luigi's Mansion hasn't come out yet. That's going to be later on in the year as well. There's like Pokemon's going to be later on in the year as well. I'm like, there's so many games coming out that I already know are coming out that I'd rather have Last of Us in a period that's not going to be super crowded. So I can really just enjoy my, take my time with that. That game will sell gangbusters at any point in the year. Yep. Any point. It could come out the day after Christmas and it'd be the biggest seller of December still. Like it's going to be a huge game. Huge. Maybe not the biggest seller all December with all the other games coming out, but like you know, it's going to sell very well. We're going to jump into playtime where we talk about what we played this week. Mine is real short. Uh, speaking of my hour and a half commute both ways, uh, I have a lot of time to play Switch now. So I've been playing Guacamelee Two, uh, and I I noted a lot of my impressions last week on our episode. What a fantastic Metroidvania game, and it moves so quickly. I think it's like eight hours total. Uh, I'm maybe about six. I, f- I feel like I'm pretty close to, to getting the last part of this game. But, um, yeah, if you haven't played Guacamelee or Guacamelee 2, highly recommend any Drinkbox Studios game. Um, that's it. That's all I've been playing. Hold on. What have you been playing? Well, I played Borderlands 2 because that is our barf game. <gasps> what does barf stand for? Barf stands for Backlog Accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. It's also our game night. Every Tuesday night we play that with our Patreon supporters. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep doing that. Oh, we my God. Where can people go to support us on Patreon? Patreon.com forward slash Respawning Fire. Yeah! Woo! Do it. We have fun. It's great. I have also been playing Threes. 
um, just because I had <laughs> much time to play games this week, and I just pulled up threes, started playing threes again. Do you guys? Chad right. knows what threes is. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> do you guys know? What oh, threes I is? definitely know what threes is. Okay, I yeah. do Steven not. and I know each other well. We 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 get the same games. We get it. <laughs> so, Jerrica, threes is basically twenty forty eight. You know twenty forty eight. No. It's a mobile game? No. Okay, so the idea with... We'll, we'll just explain threes then. So, basically, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're totally fine. Threes is a game where you have a grid of little blocks that are, have numbers on them, and you can group together uh, blocks that have the same number. So you have Ugh. threes, a six, a twelve. You put two threes together, it makes a six. You put two sixes together, it makes a twelve. And you're just trying to get the highest number possible, but it gets mm. kind of challenging. You have... Some blocks that are ones and twos, and those can only be put together to make a three. But sometimes if you have like two ones together, it can kind of be a little bit of a, a block. So you have to – it's a puzzle. You have to kind of think around it and think, okay, um, if I swipe down, the next thing I know coming up is going to be a three. I hope I can get it to line up with this other three that I have up there so I can combine that with the six that's next to it and then kind of just chain those together so it makes a 12. It, you just – it's – it's a really, really awesome mobile game. I'd go as far as to say it's it's a perfect mobile game. It's the perfect mobile game for just playing it for three seconds to make a few turns and then put it away, and then you can go back to it again and continue that match at another point. It is super addictive. It's awesome. Oh, and so you can like leave the it. puzzle and then like get stumped and then come back to it and continue working on it? It's not even get stumped. It's just like, oh, okay, I'm the, the line of the grocery store moved. It's my turn <laughs> to, okay. to put the groceries down. It's easy to put down in that way. Uh, and not feel like, oh my god, when I get back there, I'm going to have no idea what to do. You'll go back there, you know exactly what to do, you can pick up exactly where you left off, and it's fine. And it's a great game, and I just played that again this week, because I didn't have much time to play games, I had a few kind of off moments where I was able to play it, and it's a great game. Cool. But there's really not much to say. Jerrica, what did you play? Oh, I've actually been playing Observation. Um, oh. Yeah! Yes. Tell me about your experience with <laughs> it. Heard Chad's glowing <laughs> recommendation last week. <laughs> Oh, um, so you played. I'm halfway I, through. I, I beat it. Okay. I beat it. And he hated it. I'm not a, I'm not oh, a puzzle man. person. I'm not a puzzle person, but I went into it not knowing it was a puzzle game. Man, I'm not either. I've been looking them up. I just want to know what happens. I was just like, I would get so frustrated and be like, all right, I'm done with this game. And then something would happen like, ooh, but I got to figure out whatever that is. Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces, but the the concept of the game is super cool to me because I was like, oh, this is what it's like to be an AI and watch, you know, I guess astronauts like float around (laughs) and be helpful. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I thought it was really cool. I loved um, so far is so good. I'm interested in the story. Like I said, I'm halfway through. So things are starting to get a little weirder and weirder. Um, but I do like swapping in between the, the screens and like helping out these, uh, astronauts and, you know, I like, I think my favorite part so far is going outside of the space station and just oh, yeah. looking around when you get, cause like you can transfer your, like, I guess I don't want to spoil anything. Is that spoilery? I don't, I, don't I, I think I, I think I mentioned it on the show. Okay, so good. That's my favorite part. When you transfer to the little floaty ball and you get yep. to like roam around. <laughs> That's the coolest part so far. Um, but yeah, I, I I love weird stories, obviously. So I'm just like, I like this mystery. I hope it has a good ending. Or is it you get an answer, maybe? Uh, I would love to talk with you about it in two weeks when you're back on the show. All <laughs> right. I will, uh, I'll <laughs> have we'll it done by then. Maybe we'll do a small spoiler section there. Okay. Yeah, that game, being outside in space, like it has some beautiful imagery in it. Um, 
and some good some good lighting and things like that too <laughs> cool effects but uh yeah i'm just not a puzzle person but the shtick like the the interesting take on the gameplay bouncing around from yeah. room to room via cameras and that kind of stuff is a, a cool that is cool element great uh steven what have you been playing so um i have been playing two things uh, one, I've been obsessing, uh, obsessing rather, over about this really stupid mobile game called, and I kid you not, Arch Hero, spelled A-R-C-H-E-R-O, where you're an archer who I'm guessing is a hero, but I don't know. It's just a rush oh, mode. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Can't confirm. <laughs> I, if I am playing it, I'm always a hero because I don't like playing bad guys. Um so, uh, basically, it's just a series of, like, challenge rooms, um, and you play it with your thumb, literally, because you automatically fire, and you catch stupid loot, and I have, like, two Grim Reaper pets, and I throw ninja swords instead of use a bow and arrow, because I guess, why not? Um, I, I mean, I've spent, like, $2. You know, it's fun. Um, it's a nice time waster. My, my kids all play it, so they all steal my phone and fight over who gets to be the arch <laughs> hero. Um, and so, whatever, it's a cool little time waster. Um, but the real game I've been playing, um, and this is gonna sound absolutely bananas, is I have gotten back and I started playing Final Fantasy XV again. Now, I played it, like, the week it came out. I'm a huge Final yeah. Fantasy dork. Most people that follow me on Twitter know this. Um, you guys definitely have figured this out in the last year. Um, so I played it when it first came out. This is before like all the changes, all the DLC, all the fixes. And now I'm playing it again. Um, my Xbox is busted. So like I needed to buy it again on PS4. So I did. And, um, it is so much better now. Like it is fundamentally a different game. Um, and because now uh, I get to dress up as Ezio and drive a monster truck in my Final Fantasy game. <laughs> wow. Um, and if I get frustrated with a boss, I can literally have my whole team equip Power Ranger armor. No, that is not a joke. And fight the boss in Power Ranger <laughs> armor. Like, so the, 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 the issue that a lot of folks had with Final Fantasy 15 in the beginning is that it took itself way too damn seriously. Because for what it was, because right, it was like like a, a punk boy band like going on a road trip, which was cool for some folks, not for others. If you really just wanted to lean into the absolute absurdity of it, you couldn't, even though it was really absurd. Now you can do that thing because you can drive around in a lime green monster truck and <laughs> like. I, it's just so amazing. It's such a different experience, even though it's fundamentally the same game. Um, and I found out that clothes have stats now. I didn't. I guess I missed that the first time I played, or that's new. I don't know. Um, I think that was there the first time too. Maybe I'm just. I, you know what? I just didn't pay. I never changed his clothes at all. I just didn't pay attention to it because I had like no options. But now there's right. a ton of them. Um, yeah, so I am absolutely dedicated to playing through this because I want to see how much more absurdity I can get. Um, it also looks really, really good, even if you're just playing on a regular PS4 with, like, HDR. Like, if you happen to have a TV that supports that, like, wow, is it just so much brighter and more colorful? Um, I did not see that coming. I just turned it on randomly, and I was like, what are you talking about? It's just you can see, like, the details on the goblins, and then I stab them. So um, I th <laughs> it's also like $20 for like the Royal Edition. So if you go on like Amazon, yeah. 25 bucks gets you 
Final Fantasy 15, the Royal Edition, which is all the DLC, everything. If you're not is that digital or is that physical? Um, it's physical. the The DLC is a code because that's how they do okay. it. So don't buy it used. Like you can technically oh, yeah. buy a used copy of Final Fantasy 15, the Royal Edition. Don't do that because you know it's the, the you just got Final Fantasy 15, yeah, basically exactly none of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's like twenty five bucks physical. Um, if you're a nerd like me that still uses those, and um, yeah, it's fun because, like I said, I'm Ezio driving around in a monster truck. Stabbing Final Fantasy monsters. I, it's so interesting that you say that because when it came out, like within the first month, I platinumed the game, and now I'm just like, I had no idea all of this stuff. I I remember there's a controversy about the Power Ranger suits where they look too much like Power Rangers. Yeah, they, so they had, had to, to change, like, them. tweak them a bit. <laughs> they had to because <laughs> oh, so it wasn't like a licensing thing or like a, a cross. Oh no, no, no. Thing. oh my god, I wish it was a cross promotional <laughs> thing. I, here's the thing: I if they had tried. I think I, I think the issue is that they didn't try, yeah. Um, because this was before this this game came out when Sub, when it was Saban that had the Power Rangers license, and it would have been probably just a matter of asking, and they'd have been in. But they just did it, and they made them, and they were like different colors, and so they got a cease and desist, and so they stopped, and now they all look kind of bland. But whatever, they're Power Ranger suits. Um, now Hasbro owns Power Rangers, so I mean Hasbro is not ashamed to license anything. I mean, look at Monopoly games. So like, just oh god, yeah. So just I, I mean, wait, there's more than one version of Oh Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, we could have a whole episode. Um, but the uh, the Fortnite version is actually really good. By the way, there's a Fortnite. Of course, there's a oh Fortnite version. I had no idea, but I'm not surprised. Um, but it's the, the only but way Fortnite can make money. Fun fact: I know Fortnite. That little that little no name indie title. Um, the fun fun fact about Fortnite: the only thing Monopoly about it is that it's on a square board. Other than that, it's not Monopoly at all. Um, but whatever. It says Monopoly on the cover, and thus kids buy it. Um, the uh, so yeah, the Final Fantasy 15. Um. I think that now is a great time to jump on board because it is it's goofy and stupid as shit. Like you can go on a quest, <laughs> you go on a quest to make a good cup noodle. Not like that cup noodle quest was ridiculous. Not to make, not to like make like a cup with noodles in it. No, literally like the stuff you could buy at the grocery store. Like <laughs> it's sponsored by Cup Noodle and Coleman and like the camping gear. I'm, none of these things are fake. Everything is true. Um, and so let's part with a cup noodle, but not power Rangers. Right? But that's, what, that's what's so weird about it. I mean, it's just, it's, I love the dialogue too. Where they're like, cup noodles are so great and delicious. And I always feel satisfied after eating it and that kind of stuff. It's like, clearly they are just like plugging cup noodles. And you know what? I love it. Just do it. Um, it's I great. am, it's, it is really, I mean, it's really dumb. I mean, it's not going to be anybody's favorite Final Fantasy game. I mean, maybe it's somebody's. There's a lot of people out there. But I think it's definitely worth some time, especially if you can get it cheap and just drive around a monster truck. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just... I can't, I can't wait to play through some of the other really incredibly dumb stuff that happens. Also, this wins the award for being the first video game I've ever played that made me hungry. Because <laughs> yeah, the, the food... Looks so good. Yeah, for real. Um, because, you know, like one of the mechanics is you camp and then one of the guys makes food. You've seen the memes, I'm sure. Um, the, you're right, man. The food looks so delicious. Like some of it's gross, but like, 
man, when he made like the the sticky rice balls, when like, I mean, I was like, damn. And that, the best part is, my son was watching me, and he watches a ton of dubbed anime. And I'm like, hey, buddy, check out those donuts. And he just looks at me real mad because you know how they make the rice balls and they call them donuts. And <laughs> yeah. he gets so pissed. He's 13, so he's just <laughs> the right age for that kind of trolling. He's sitting next to me, really mad at me. Right <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I rambled a lot. But Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15. It's dope. Royal I can't edition. Wait to go back and check back the new stuff in the Royal. 25 edition. bucks. It's so Heck good. Yeah. Great. Well, now we're going to jump into our fetch quests. And these are the news headlines where there's not quite a lot of meat to them, so we're going to go through just some headlines. Hold on, take us through this part. Boom. We got Shovel Knight updates coming to Shush Shapes and Beats. Woo! <gasps> Wait, what? So it's, Wait. I think it's just called Just Shovel and Knights. Are you serious? So, yeah. So it's it's basically in the. It was in a uh, a Japanese like uh, montage of different experiences coming to to Switch, and in there they showed what basically looked like just beats, just blah, just sheeps and beats gameplay with songs from Shovel Knight is what it looked like. But there wasn't a lot of details there. We don't really know when it's coming, other than it's coming soon. What? I'm so excited. I freaking love that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for June 2019 have been announced. It's Sonic Mania and Borderlands, the handsome collection. <gasps> so there's no reason to not play with us every Tuesday night now because <laughs> if it's it's on PlayStation Plus. Yep. You, you guys, guys got it for us. free. And if you have a PlayStation without PlayStation Plus, you're an idiot. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Shots fired. You're not wrong because it's a great value. Yep. It's an amazing value. Wait, hold on, though. Counterpoint. Um, if yeah. you are a child and you have a PlayStation 4, it's okay to not have it because you don't need it for Fortnite and half of the games your parents you won't go, let yeah. you play. I deal with right. that struggle <laughs> on a daily basis. Like, this one is like... So- As a parent, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, oh boy, I got a free copy of Bloodborne for my 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to let them play there, that. That is something that comes up for me a lot is like, I talk about the value of PlayStation Plus a lot, but for... Um, but. At the end of every year, I look at it and I'm like, "Ooh, so you paid sixty bucks and you got five games." I've never thought about that. Like, it's tough, but I mean, in this case, Sonic Mania worth the price of admission for a month. You know, I mean, and for a lot of kids, like if you want to play like Monster Hunter World or you know, like the, it, or if you're one of the parents that let your kids play Call of Duty or whatever, like you need it. But, yep. um, but yeah, like if your kid only plays Fortnite. I forgive you. I absolve you of calling you, an, you know, you, that is not you. We're talking about grown-ass men and women like us. Like, if we don't have PlayStation Plus and a PS4, then we can call you names. Because it's just yep. such a great value for us. I'm, I'm glad. I was just, I literally had the Handsome Collection in my shopping cart when that announcement happened. It was in my nice. Amazon cart. And now I was like, I can delete that because I'm going to get that for free on Tuesday. Heck Yeah. It comes I'm, with all those new 4K textures too. I'm I'm stoked. Did you? Je, is it Jerica? Jerica. Yeah. Have, that's are me. You, oh, what do you yeah, think about Borderlands? With I love Borderlands. That's actually how me and my girlfriend met. That was our first game that we played together, and that was like <gasps> our first digital date. If we want to get into you know personal things, so Headshot um, Central. <laughs> Borderlands is one of those games that um, it was really cool because you could play with someone and really go to like through all the missions together Mm -hmm. um so yeah i've played them all i'm super excited about borderlands 3 of course i've had all the games already so i didn't need to download it again for free um but a really cool time if you haven't played um download it before 3 comes out for sure yep and if you guys finish 2 before the end of the month tweet at us your 280 character reviews of it we'll mention (laughs) on the show 
I'm excited to get it last and download pitch. it. I'm, that's just one last thing. I'm excited to get it and no, download it. I'm going to play it and mess around a little bit. Um, uh, but I'm excited for uh, my son when he's a little bit older. Because this is mm, one of those, like, for, sure. that, for yeah. me, I'm collecting the games. So like, all right, bro, when you hit the age where your mom allows you to play these games. It's <laughs> 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 like, how about some Didn't Bioshock? She he was gonna, are we going to let him play Resident Evil 2? And you were like... Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Well, so that was what's that's what's weird. My wife has a thing where she loves horror. So right. like for her, like Resident Evil 2 is just another horror thing. But like Call of Duty's completely off limits. And I'm like, all right, but for real though, <laughs> like that feels a little weird to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> like disembowelment is a disembowelment. But I'm loving I'm collecting the essentials. Um, you know, we got like the bio, you know, we got the Bioshock collection. We got, yep. now we're going to get the Borderlands handsome collection. We're, we're getting there. We got, you know, Metal Gear Solid 5 because everybody needs a little bit of that. Maybe a few yep. minutes of that at that tops. <laughs> um, and so, and probably Death Stranding too. Like it's, it, the, we're, he's building the, ascent, God of War. He's building oh, the, God, we're yeah. building the essentials list. Mm. And you then know. you're just going to sit down and be like, listen, you have the summer. Before school starts, <laughs> you will play this entire list of games. <laughs> you know what? Listen, if he did that, he... That would be the best summer we're, of we're my life. Rigs, That's awesome. Yeah, um, summer playlist. Yeah. We're, we're bit, setting up a rig. We're actually going to go through and play all the Halo games on co-op for YouTube. Yes. Uh, over that's the summer. Awesome. Oh, that's so, so cool. That's Except be, Halo 5. Um, can you play that co-op <laughs> locally? No. So no couch co-op for Halo 5. No couch co- So that one we might alternate levels. Like I play one, he plays one. We'll yeah. figure it out. I mean, we have to get there. We got plenty of games to go through first. Because we're just <laughs> going to go through the, the entire Master Chief collection. He's pretty stoked. I haven't played several of them, so I'm actually really, you know, it'll be my first time. Um, oh, nice. So anyway, yeah, it's going mm. wi- to be a wild summer. Not the same <laughs> as the Summer of Dreams. You know, God of War, <laughs> Bioshock, you know, yeah. like that. That'd be the summer of dreams. He's got a couple yep. years for that, though. He's only thirteen. Just a couple years. Couple. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we all remember, right? Like we all played some of these. We played some pretty horrific stuff, and all four of us seem well. All right, so like Holden and Jarek and I <laughs> seem pretty comes, well adjusted. <laughs> we seem pretty well adjusted. Jerica, I mean, you seem all right. I'm sorry, nice. I don't like boring-ass, boring games. <laughs> well, Zelda Breath of the Wild. You know what? Boring. Only boring people are boring. Whatever, whatever happened to you, I'm sorry that someone hurt you, okay? I don't know how to fix that. <laughs> he knew that a fire, that, that I was going to be shooting at him at some point, Holden. Like, he knew it was going to happen. You should have been what prepared, is- Chad. For for next episode that you're on two weeks from now, I'm just going to write down a list of everything I think you'll say, and then I'm going to take two weeks to come up with the wittiest responses. You're going to need longer, <laughs> so you better get working. <laughs> Cut out your sleep. Hold on, take us to this last one. Yes, yeah, so last one is Cuphead is going to be coming to Tesla's. Great. I've been of waiting course. for this. Like, <laughs> any, every game, like, why first of all, why are games... <laughs> on Tesla to begin with. It's, I mean, whatever, cool Easter egg, but like, it's weird. Uh, why a game that will induce road rage? That's <laughs> yeah. what I don't understand. <laughs> my, my bet is that it, you can't play it while the car's driving. Well, you can't. You can't, but um, you're going to be pissed off and then start your car and start driving. <laughs> so I'm yeah. still worried. Um, Elon Musk doesn't think everything through. Um, the, there's a hidden piece to this news story that is mm. less about 
Tesla or Cuphead, but I want to talk about how baller it is that this new story actually happened. So Ryan McCaffrey, the previews editor for IGN, does a not IGN podcast that is purely his own shit called Ride the Lightning, which, by the way, badass title for a podcast about Teslas. Um, yeah. And so he reached his 200th episode and got Elon Musk on. He talked to Elon Musk and deliberately, I am sure, talked to him about video games so that he could then write a news article on IGN.com and then deliberately link to his own podcast. That right yep. there is baller <laughs> as fuck, okay? Like, I don't cuss a lot. I mean, but I, I've done it a lot on this show. I don't do it on any of mine. So thank you for giving me this outlet. That is you're, baller that's for. as hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's like, you know what, Pear? I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And I broke this really weird-ass news. So I'm going to link to my podcast and probably get it a few... Uh, oh, and talk about Cuphead, no less, which does very good traffic, I'm sure. And I'm going to get, yep. like, a couple million hits on my podcast. Deuces. Like, I, <laughs> I was so jealous of that. Because that, that is so cool. Anyway, whatever. Some people are going to crash a Tesla because they're playing Cuphead. I agree with you, Holden. <laughs> it feels like they're just doing it to say they did. Like, yeah, yeah we did. When do you think we'll see Skyrim? I was just going to say Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're There's absolutely Alexa, planning that right now. Tesla. Yeah. That is 100%. <laughs> it's on Amazon Alexa, but not a other device that actually like, a screen. Did you it. play yeah, Amazon no. Alexa Skyrim, though? I don't have an Alexa now. No. Because it was really kind of good. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. No, because it's... Well, okay. So, it's good in that it's stupid, but... Like, <laughs> It, is it like D and D? Like kind of like Alexa's a, 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 the dungeon master, kind, basically kinda, explaining kind of, but not as good. Like okay. it's not as good as like actual D and D. You guys know about this now. Um, we do. I know. <laughs> we do. Um, so um, the but it's fine. I mean, it's a neat experience. Uh, one of my plans during our E three content summit is we are actually going to record an episode of our podcast where we are playing Skyrim. On an Alexa. I bought an Alexa specifically <laughs> for this. I was playing it on a phone when it happened. I bought an Alexa so that we could record it. So I'll I'll send you guys the, the edit so you can see. That's awesome. <laughs> That's how we're going to eat dinner one day. That's great. Dinner and Alexa Skyrim. How sure. much content is out there for that? Do you think she can take you through the hundreds of hours of stuff you can do in Skyrim? We're probably not. I wouldn't doubt it. No. I wouldn't doubt it. I, can't, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. they're, it's Bethesda. They do some wacky bullshit. <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they and already have all the, the dialogue audio. I mean, they already yeah. have that. Is... Yep. They just got to have, they just got to type out some words, basically, <laughs> and then have Alexa say them. Oh, my God. I want... You're walking down a meadow. Or, sorry, you are walking down a meadow. <laughs> I, I want to hear Alexa just... <laughs> the one thing that, we, that I was missing was that opening dialogue. You know what I mean? Like where he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't start like that. It's just a traditional dungeon crawl kind of thing. It's dumb. But it's great. <laughs> We're going to jump into our third-party quest log. We actually have like just a few more stories total to talk about before we get to our E3 stuff. Uh, let's talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which was announced for release this October. Uh, but most importantly, I think, with crossplay included. This comes from Jordan yeah. DeVore from Destructoid. Coming October 25th, which kind of is on trend with what we saw last year. There is a robust single-player story in the works. 
Um, classic multiplayer and co-op collection of elite operations. That's a direct quote. But there is a cross-play support for PC and consoles, and there will be no season pass so that everyone has the ability to enjoy all the content together. Um, this everyone's all up in arms about the name. I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. It's fine. The name is fine. But no one will support. not buy it. Exactly. No one's not going to buy it. <laughs> We've. We'll get to this in a second when I talk about some stuff. But like, games have had names that are the same. Look at God of War. Look at Fable. Look at all of these kind of things. Like, it's the same name game. It doesn't matter. Although, but anyway, Battlefield One. Although this <laughs> is not the same name because the first one was Call of, Duty, Call of Duty Modern Duty Warfare. 4. Yeah. It, so, I. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But crossplay support. I honestly was on our podcast saying I don't think we'll ever see the day when we see something AAA. I think I even directly yeah. said I no, don't we, think we'll we, ever see Call of Duty crossplay. Yeah, we specifically both called out Call of Duty as never going to happen because it's too much of an investment for Sony to say we have this exclusive content and that kind of stuff. Holy Turns shit. out it's like one of the first yeah. five games to ever. <laughs> this, this makes me question what cross play is going to look like in the next gen like That's it just right. might be completely open if call of duty is doing it there's zero excuse yeah yeah there's zero excuse could you imagine okay so call of duty put this out there right like who if your game is in development like now mm-hmm. i guess i give you a little bit of a break right so like the stuff coming out this fall i kind of feel like i have to give you a bit of a break but like anything after this like coming out next year or specifically next gen I think this is the explanation of this is just what is going to be expected. Yeah. Um, because if even if it wasn't on your whiteboard for your project plan, like Call of Duty may as well have just sent an elite operative into your office to write it there. You know what I mean? <laughs> because the PR outcry, even though it's probably not going to get used that much, like, um, I don't think people – I think people overestimate how important it is to them. But yeah. Um, but consumers do that all the time. Um, but the, <laughs> um, y- you can't not just. You have to put it in. You, you gotta just do the crossplay crap. Whatever you have to do. I don't know how to make these games. As far as I know, this it's wizardry. So like whatever spell you do, <laughs> just cast it. I don't know. From just from what I've read in articles and stuff, it, and, and what we've kind of seen happen um, with what what epic game. What what game was it that like accidentally turned on? Fortnite, yeah, Fortnite, yeah. yeah. They have to do more work to get the games to be fragmented. Mm-hmm. So like this is actually just easier. I think it might have happened is just the developers called you were like we're not doing it. Like we got to make this giant game, and it's a huge undertaking already. We're not including zombies. Like we're gonna include crossplay. We're not gonna build in that fragmentation. It's just not me. worth their time. Yeah, like why? Why would they do it? It's not in their interest. People are going to buy yeah. the game anyway. It only benefits Sony. Microsoft's let up the break on crossplay. Sony's the only one doing it. So it's. I think. I think in a way we have to kind of thank Microsoft for this. I think if Microsoft was was still towing the line on not having crossplay, and so is Sony, I, this would still be the case. Yeah, sure. In as much as I think we have to like thank any giant like mega corporation, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing seriously good work though on making the community a better oh, place. I, I, I agree. I just that was just salt. Um no, I think it's <laughs> I think it's great. And you're right. cuz cuz P- also Sony was already working with PC. Microsoft was already Xbox was already working with PC. Switch was already working with PC. Um and Switch was working with Xbox like it was just that one little 
you know, bridge. Yeah. And we needed mm-hmm. Sam Porter Bridges to just get in there and just <laughs> yeah. that bridge connect it. That's what that is what Death Stranding is going to be about. It's going to be an allegory about crossplay. <laughs> that's, and that's good. The, the secret, the secret multiplayer connection is that you're not going to awesome. be helping each other out by playing Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding is going to be impacted by multiplayer matches in Halo Five. <laughs> that's, oh it. that's how it works. Um, that would be amazing. The irony is is that there is no crossplay support in Death Stranding because it's, <laughs> because it's all only on PlayStation. <laughs> I guess technically it, it is available to play with online Pro. with anyone who buys it. There is no fragmentation. <laughs> anyone who buys it, you can play with. What I'm, what I would really love to hope to see from the next generation, I love to hope to see. That's a lot of qualifiers. Um, <laughs> is um, right now all of his crossplay is handled. Because you have to have a third-party account, like an Epic account or the Rocket League, whatever they call their pass thing. Uh, and I assume that you'll have an Activision account that this will allow crossplay with. I would love to see some implementation on PSN, Xbox, whatever it is, to allow this natively without having to have some third-party account that you're signed into at all times for each of these games. Otherwise, you have like 50 different accounts for 50 different publishers. So that's kind of like my wish for how this all gets sorted on an official level. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's like when you open up Dauntless and it was like, hey, welcome to Dauntless. Make an Epic account, please. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> please do that. And then you have PSN friends and then you have Epic friends. And then you can invite mm-hmm. from other... It's like one big solid friend list, please. Thank you. God, I'm already salty about crossplay and how it's implemented. <laughs> yeah, but shut up. <laughs> We're going to jump into a story from our Nintendo Quest log about one of the most ridiculous <laughs> press conferences. The Pokemon 2019 press conference was uh, uploaded to Pokemon's YouTube channel. Um, there are a few announcements that came out of this, uh, four in particular. Um, there was Detective Pikachu 2, uh, that journey is finishing. That's a direct quote, or it's a, a, a generalized quote from on Switch. It's finishing on Switch. Then we also have Pokemon Home, which is a new thing on iOS, Android, and 3DS, and Switch that will allow you to interface with games on each of them and kind of create one central location for your Pokemon. And from the graphic they showed, also allow you to kind of go back and forth between Sword and Shield on Switch, but only go to Pokemon Home on everything else. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Pokemon Sleep, which we'll get into a little bit more in a second, where you can um, track your sleep and have something happen in this game as well. Uh, and then there was one other announcement. What was the fourth one? It's not listed here. Pokemon Quest in China. Pokemon Masters. Pokemon Masters, right. that was the other one. It was an, is a iOS or, or mobile game that looks like it's kind of maybe a three-on-three. It has all of the trainers from previous Pokemon games in it with their Pokemon. It kind of looks like a cool game. Uh, all of this coming in 2020, except for Masters, maybe later this year, I think. I can't remember. Um, but we're going to transition slightly into our We Are So Fucking Humble segment because Steven would love to talk about Pokemon Sleep. Steven, I'm going to let you take it. Go. All right, so... The internet was full of hot takes about Pokemon <laughs> Sleep um, when that thing got announced. Like I was, I happened to be watching. I don't know if you guys watched it. Uh, the yep. the kind of yeah, funny reactions it. video and watching uh-huh. like <laughs> just watching the oh, two of watch them. I just watched the actual keynote. Um, I I decided to watch them. Um, I don't know why. I think they're. I don't know because I, I was late. And their thing loaded before YouTube did. 
So I just was stuck with, with Tim and Andy. Um, yep. And they weren't talking much. So it was actually okay because they were just so dumbfounded by the whole thing. And then I went on Twitter because I was like, okay, this is going to be wild. And it's just tons of hot takes about how it's stupid and whatever. Um, and I'm like, my, my, this is my absolute hottest of hot takes. Sure, this sounds fine. Like, I think everybody that is shitting on it or wanted, like, if someone had told us what Pokemon Go actually was when they announced Pokemon Go, we kind of all would have said the same thing. Right, like they sold us on po- a lie for Pokemon Go in the beginning, and it still ended up being the biggest game on Earth. Um, yep. This feels to me like um, they can't monetize Pokemon Go any more than they already have, because you know, like they could, but they would piss off the millions of people. Like they're big enough to form their own army, right? So, like they can't monetize it anymore. So, by creating a different app, they'll engage with that same hardcore. I'll do anything to make the Pokemon on my phone happy crowd (laughs) and um we all know that sleep is important um and this is this is totally kind of like somewhat off topic but i guess it's kind of involved i did an interview with the guy that helped author the screen time guidelines in the uk um and one of his big things is the reason you need balance in your screen time looking squarely at adult gamers is that if you game too much and don't get enough sleep that cascades into everything else, right? Like it makes it hard to, like you're tired, so you eat like a moron or you don't exercise or, you know, you make poor decisions and that just cascades into the rest of your health. And that's, so the idea of having our stupid Pokemans, and yes, I do pronounce that (laughs) inappropriately on purpose, (laughs) um, trick a handful of people who might be unhealthy because especially in North America, we are a society that is more unhealthy than we ever have been on average. Um, like that could be a huge, like that could be awesome. <laughs> um, and I know a lot of kids that hate to freaking go to bed. I have three of them <laughs> and there's two of them sitting right there. And if I could trick them into sleeping because it makes their Pokemon better. Um, that sounds like a win-win to me. Um, quietly really awesome for parents. It's like, nope, we got to sleep now. Because we want Bulbasaur to get better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even that think about that brilliant. aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, sleep is one of those things where it is so important to your health. And I think it's very underrated in that aspect. Like, if you're going personal for a second, I have anxiety. And I have found that if I don't get good sleep, my anxiety is tenfold worse throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But if I get good for sleep, sure. it's, it's fine. It's, it's very manageable. So like something like this, just just like a, to gamify sleeping, mm-hmm. and I've never seen how anything awesome like this before. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to wonder how much of this was inspired by Nintendo's quality of life program that we know mm-hmm. was involving sleep that they just canceled. Inspired, probably not the right word. Outright taken is probably the right word. <laughs> yeah. like they closed down their program, but they, but but if you notice during the press conference, Nintendo came out with the Pokemon with the Pokeball Plus yep. Plus that was yeah. the sleep sensor. I am absolutely certain that they shut down their program that was probably going to be more involved. And we're like, fine, we'll just make a thing. We figured out how to make a thing, guys. Let's do this thing. Now, I mean, most of us won't need it, right? Like, we have an accelerometer and a sleep tracker on my phone. I also use a CPAP, so my CPAP. Every morning I wake up, and if I have a green smiley face, that means I didn't almost die from not breathing <laughs> at night. So that was like a score. So, like, my sleep is already gamified. Um, but, like, this just sounds like an extra bonus to me. I'm super stoked. 
to, um, because I don't do very well in Pokemon Go. I play it because there's a Starbucks directly under my desk <laughs> during my day job. Like, literally right underneath me is Starbucks. Um, but, like, I, I love sleep. So, yeah. I'm going to try I it. I am 100% in on this. I love, I, so, okay. I got really big into fitness like four years ago. And since then, I can 100% tell the difference between if I've gotten a good night's rest and I go to the gym and all of that versus if I get really crappy sleep, I can see my performance really take a dip uh, for like the next couple of days. Uh, so I've already been tracking my – I wear my Apple Watch to bed and I have an app that tracks my sleep and all of my like REM cycles and all that kind of stuff. So I'm already sold on tracking it and gamifying it and getting that data. Mm-hmm. And then I also play Pokemon Go every single day already. So if I can just like keep doing what I'm doing and get bonuses in Pokemon Go, fuck yeah. I'm 100% in on that. Love it. I'm totally into it. Why aren't we Pokemon Go friends? I don't know. I've been sending gifts yeah. to people because I'm like halfway through 38 for the last year. Jeez. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll fix that. I'll send you the yeah. link. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, 100 in. I thought the press conference itself was ridiculously like the actual presentation itself was ridiculous, but the announcements <laughs> that came out of it, I think, were pretty cool. I think Pokemon Home is a massive mm. deal. Yeah. That is huge. Absolutely. Quietly the biggest thing they announced. Other than Pokemon shirts, yeah. I really want a Pokemon shirt. But the- I'm very glad they're coming to the US. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, when you when you heard Nintendo talk about and this is really well, when you heard Nintendo talk about Switch and how they're gonna have the mobile platform that integrates with the, the home console platform, this is the kind of thing they were talking about, Pokemon Home, which is it all syncs together to one cohesive place that everyone shares together. If you're playing mobile Pokemon, you're just as much a part of the community as someone mm-hmm. who's playing Sword and Shield. And that's just a huge deal. That's going to help bridge gaps. It's going to it's going to say Porter bridges it. It's going <laughs> to That's It's going to be a really great thing for the community. Maybe that's I can't even say it. I can't even say it. You know what I want to say. Just Jeff like, Stranding's about cross-play with post? Pokemon. Can you just fix that post? Maybe Bridge Babies are poke. Maybe that's Mew in there. <laughs> that's what Super Realistic Mew... That's why they didn't show him in Pokemon Detective Pokemon. Sorry, blah, Detective Pikachu. Because it would have been a spoiler for Death Stranding to know yeah. it was Jesus. Mew in there. Pokemon, sure. Pokemon Detective Pikachu and Death Stranding are canonically in the same universe. Oh, God. Yep. Jesus. You heard it here first, folks. Kojima Scoop. directed Detective Pikachu. That was awesome. Actually, let's be real. That movie would have been so crazy if they just took the same story and the same art direction and the same and just made it by Kojima. Like, did any? Did, did am I the only one that saw that movie? Did you guys see? No, it? I, I definitely loved saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It. Okay, I took my kids. Um, my my daughter was a little freaked out. She's six, uh, so the Greninjas made her a little nervous. Oh, yeah. Because they, they were real freaky, wet monster things, <laughs> as opposed to cute, fuzzy Ryan Reynolds things. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think our last uh, part of the day before we get into our ET predictions is our Xbox Quest log. We have... I've misplaced it. Where did it go? Found it. We have two things to talk about. Both are related to kind of Xbox Game Pass and PC. One, Microsoft says it plans to bring more Xbox Game Studios titles to Steam, including Gears 5. This is from Logan Moore at DualShockers. Phil Spencer made clear that Microsoft doesn't want to limit where players buy their games, and there will be up to 20 games coming to Steam, including Gears 5 and Age of Empires 1 through 3 remakes. Um, That's interesting. What did we see recently that made the jump to Steam from Microsoft? Halo. 
Halo Master, Master Chief collection. collection. Yeah, that's right. And it was yeah. starting with Halo Reach. And at the time, I was like, whoa, that's huge. That it's not going to be. And now she's like, nope, that's mm-hmm. part of our strategy going forward. It makes sense, though. I mean, yeah. Apple has Apple stores. They also still sell iPhones in Best Buy and Walmart and Target and like every other store that you yep. normally would want to buy a phone at. Um, so it makes complete sense. I think people look at this as like, oh my God, they're selling Halo on PlayStation. It's not like that at all. It's just another store that they can sell content into. Yep. And then we also have Xbox Game Pass is coming to PC. More details will be coming at E3 next week. Um, this is from jo- Joshua Duckworth at Game Rant. There are three kind of things we want to mention. Promises to be a new experience tailored to the needs of PC gamers. It will access, offer access to over 100 PC games. Developers on board include Bethesda, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, Paradox Interactive, Sega, and more. And just like on Xbox, you will get a discount on games, uh, 20% discount on the games themselves, and 10% off the DLC purchase in the Microsoft Store. Um, this is, I think it's an interesting route that they took. They're not bringing Xbox Game Pass to PC. They are making a new Xbox Game Pass on PC with different games tailored to the PC community. Um, is it the same subscription price, or is it a different subscription? I don't think they've said it yet. I don't think they've said it. They're yet. separate. I'd be curious they are to separate. know that. Yeah. That, okay. that part we know, that they are separate subscriptions, meaning you can have Xbox Game Pass PC and Xbox Game Pass Xbox. However, um, I would be surprised if at E3 they don't announce some kind of bundle. Yeah, that's sure. yeah. already too complicated. I'm sure yeah. they'll, they'll bundle it into one one cost I to play on everything. Yeah. I would, I, th- I, well, we'll talk about E3 later. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. here's, here's why it makes sense to, from a business perspective, though, to mm. split it up, is that they're going to have different games on the PC version, most likely. They'll have some crossover, of course, but there'll be different games on the PC version. That $10 a month is going towards the licensing for the games available on Xbox. The $10 for the PC is going to have to go towards the licensing of games on PC. So if they bundled it together, it would make the service worse overall. If they keep it separate, you can offer the same experience on both uh, platforms. Yeah. There's, um, we'll obviously learn more information next week, but part of the big question in my brain is like, logistically, what storefront does this go through? Because if it's something that's offered on Steam, but not Microsoft, then is it out of the question for the Xbox Game Pass entirely? Or if it's something only through Epic, like, is that out of, out of the question for Xbox Game Pass? It's interesting probably. to note. Yeah, it's probably anything that, anything on the table is something that's available on Netflix, or I don't. I'll, I was thinking about Netflix. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, that's available on um, the Microsoft Store. Um, actually, not Netflix. Think about iTunes and streaming services there. Like, what's available in Apple Music must be available in iTunes. I imagine, with some exceptions. Are there some exceptions to that? Yeah, like if you want to listen to anything okay. Robin Williams is in in Aladdin, you can't stream that with Apple Music, but you can buy it through iTunes. Well, that's what I mean, though. There's no. There's nothing though that's in Apple Music that's not on iTunes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of where I was going at. There'll be nothing on Xbox Game Pass that's not on Microsoft Store. Gotcha. You go to like Netflix, like if they if they have a DVD available of it, they could probably stream it as well. I'd imagine it doesn't work the other way. Yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Speaking of E3, this is why you guys are all here. We have our main quest, which is going to be our E3 predictions for what we have coming up. Holden, I'm going to let you take the reins from here through almost the end of the episode. Cool. Uh, I'm going to go. take the reins on these fun facts. Oh yeah, that's from right. Chad. Sorry, this first part. <laughs> I just wanted to mention a couple of cool fun facts from E3 that I found on the internet. Um, I was just I was going to try to make a game out of it, but then I couldn't really because it was not like that fun of a fact. But also, <laughs> <laughs> get pumped, everyone! It's not that fun. <laughs> just some cool cool facts about E3. The Ethernet cables use. This is all coming by the way from 2014. 
So some things mm-hmm. might have changed by 2019. But the Ethernet cables used at E3 could stretch from Los Angeles to Salt Lake City or from New York City to Chicago. In total, these cables weigh more than two tons. It's a lot of Ethernet cables. Although, you know, with Sony pulling out and Microsoft not having a conference there, I'm sure the Ethernet cables are much shorter now. Yeah. I don't know. More <laughs> streaming stuff, though? Maybe. Oh, there you go. Speaking of streaming, maybe, there maybe are more than 55 stuff. miles of fiber optic cable used at E3. That's enough to reach the mesopause, which is the coldest part of Earth's upper atmosphere. I learned a new <laughs> word today. I thought it was a typo, and I thought they meant to say mesosphere. But no, it's a mesopause. Not to be confused with menopause. I was about to say, it hasn't reached from here to <laughs> menopause. That's a, it reaches from that's here to age 50 to 60. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there was one more on here I wanted to... Oh, the amount of bandwidth required for three days at E3 is more than most U.S. cities require in a year. Which is why <laughs> if you uh, looked at Steven's tweet chain from this past... Or like. A couple days ago, it's like you will have no Wi-Fi ability or no LTE None. ability at E3. <laughs> None. Yeah, that post was incredible. By the way, that was awesome. Yeah, if you are going to E3 or are dreaming of going to E3 in the future, definitely go check out Steven's Twitter and read through that shit. Thank you. But um, we're now going to talk about predictions because that's important. Go, Holden. Go. So actually, we're not talking about predictions quite yet. We have some uh, okay, stories whatever. that are about E3. Then we're going <laughs> to jump into our predictions. We're going to go through these one at a time. If we have things to say, we have things to say. If not, we don't. We can move so, on. So what you're saying is um, Jared and I were invited to an E3 predictions episode, and 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 we get to wait more? My, <laughs> man. <laughs> I want to talk to your manager. Yeah, if you guys want to go take a poop break or something like that, go for it. <laughs> well, I am the manager, and we're going to do these stories first. I'm Mr. Then manager. The predictions, damn it. That was well done. <laughs> So GameStop's database lists more than 20 unannounced Switch titles ahead of E3. That comes from Liam Doolin at Nintendo Life. Uh, most of those games are $60, but four of them, one is $40, one is $50, one is $90, one's $200. Which collector's is interesting. edition of something. Um, yeah, so wonder what that's going to be. But a $200 collector's edition of what game? Holy shit. I mean, Death Stranding just came out at $200, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I got it so quickly. <laughs> There's a that. baby in she, the pod, and I can carry it around. Man. It's a I'm real I'm going to take baby. it with me everywhere. <laughs> Sold. Well, you have to take it with you sell. everywhere, or else the BTs are going to get you. I know. That's right. <laughs> Marvel Ultimate yeah, it was $200. Alliance, maybe? Was that maybe Marvel a, a Marvel Alliance, Ultimate Alliance Switch bundle? Oh, that's a good For the $200 really good one? Yeah, that's two hundred dollar one. That's a good guess. Maybe comes like with that. like all of them as action figures, dude. I don't know, man. This isn't a per- this isn't a prediction at all. This is just wishful thinking. I really hope that like forty or fifty dollar one is the Metroid Prime collection. No. It probably isn't, but <laughs> no, that's probably gonna be awesome. a sixty. They're charging game. you sixty bucks for that, man. Yeah, uh, I I can I can wish. Okay, yeah, that's I fair. can wish. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, announces Microsoft has 14 first-party exclusive to be revealed at E3 2019 from Jordan Biazzo at GameRanks. This is a tweet from Phil Spencer. I won't read it. It's basically just saying, hey, we had a rehearsal. It went really well. We're going to have 14 games uh, at, the, um, at the event. One notable thing, though, is they say uh, 14 first-party exclusives to be revealed. He just says there's going to be 14 games they show this year. Sure. So that can include so, Ori, things that they've already shown off. But. Exactly. Exactly. Like, we'll see Halo Infinite is could be in that in that uh, 14 games uh the outer worlds is probably also and one there of are games. three gears of war mm. games remember that too yeah that's, gears five yes. gears pop vinyl and gears whatever i forgot about yeah. that yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the Outer Worlds is also going to be making an appearance at E3 2019. Um, they tweeted out to pay attention to broadcasts from Los Angeles, California, Earth in the coming weeks. Probably at Microsoft's events since Microsoft owns them. Didn't that, that game just come out? Sense. No, it comes out this year at some point. I see Outer Wilds. I keep getting yeah, those Outer confused. Wilds just came out. Yeah, <laughs> I kept seeing headlines that going. What Outer yeah. Worlds? Oh, something else. Yeah. Um, quick uh, few others here. Uh, Gears Five confirmed to appear at Microsoft T3 conference, so that will be one of those fourteen games that was confirmed on Twitter. Uh, also confirmed on Twitter is that Square Enix is going to announce finally their well, not yes. announce but show off their <laughs> Avengers project. So that's happening. They talked about that what twenty seventeen. They like mentioned they were working on that. It was like one of the first things Marvel games I think announced. Yeah. So finally get to see it, uh, and then EA announces that on um, Saturday. Uh, June 8th, they're going to sh- have their live streams um, in place of their normal event. So they're going to have Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, they're going to have Apex Legends, Battlefield 5, uh, Sports FIFA, Esports, Madden NFL, and The Sims 4. Close now with The Sims 4. Interesting choice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is not a press conference, yeah. it's just gameplay and live streams. No, I know. But like 9.30 in the morning, I'm not up on Saturday. I'm not up yet. <laughs> well, it's 9.30 Pacific time. It's 12.30. You better be up. I, I'm up at that point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I lived in California. I, I wouldn't be up yet. Um, so, yeah. I'm very curious what those live streams look like. I'm actually very excited for the Star Wars one. Let's I imagine they're going to be like, you know when they, Battlefront 2 came out and they're like, all right, and then right after our press conference, you can see 30 minutes of Battlefront 2 gameplay. I imagine it's just going to be that for all of these games. That's a, that's a good guess. Any thoughts on any of those stories at all? Anything you guys want to talk about? Or... Moving on to predictions. Yeah, let's make. I know let's, Steven's let's mad in. that we're not talking about predictions. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to predict. Oh, all right. Since we've got the audience's attention and they're anxiously <laughs> awaiting um, for our coverage for E3, we Holden and I will be doing a reactions to each day of E3. So definitely Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night. Look for our reactions and all in one podcast for each day. And then possibly on Saturday, depending on the significance of EA's announcements. We might just roll that all into Sunday. Take us through the predictions, Holden. Yeah. Well, I don't know everyone's predictions, so everyone will take us through their own predictions. But um, everyone's going to share one prediction at a time, so we'll... We'll kind of go through one at a time and share just one prediction. Um, and I asked everyone to bring more than five predictions, just in case someone already says it. Boggle, Boggle rules. rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boggle rules, you cannot say a prediction that's already been said, unless you're, like, adding something to it. Like, for example, um, I think everyone Breath of the knows Wild 2 will be announced. Uh, okay. Come on. Cool. Come on. Let's give your audience credit. <laughs> I mean, I know they're stuck listening to chat every week, but, like, I believe. They're welcome, first of all. You're welcome for getting to listen to me. That's a, a blessing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get out of the way now that we don't have arguments later on. Because we don't fight in this podcast. But E3 Predictions is high stakes. That's right. This That's is important. Right. So, Jerrica, you're going to start us off with your first prediction? Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the next Fable game will get announced. God damn it. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to write these down. That was one of mine. Yeah, hold on. Write these down. Do work. So that we can come back and revisit them in two <laughs> weeks and find out who won. Fable. At the mic- Microsoft conference, obviously. So, announced at Microsoft. Conference. Cool. Fable announced at Microsoft conference. Is that the end of your prediction? Uh, sorta. Can I add to it just a little bit? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I if can, uh, if uh, you uh, don't add to it, I absolutely will make it one of mine and add to it. Well, I'll let you add to it since I stole it. Because I don't think it's just going to be one game. 
Well, no, go on. Now I have to hear what you think it's going to be. Go. <laughs> I really feel like so. Like that's an old game. I want it remastered. I think I want it, it remastered. Did get remastered. Didn't they get Fable well, I Anniversary? Re- I want it even like more like redone, <laughs> if that's possible. Because those characters scare me so bad. <laughs> that I go back and play it. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see like an updated version, like even more updated. Um, but definitely like i don't know i I, i'm gonna say fable four is that was it fable three or four what was last three was the last one three so this will be fable four i think they'll call it fable four all right that's it i'll just i'll just wrap it up just to just to save it here if it's like fable subtitle something but it's still (laughs) like the fourth game i think we'll still let yeah that counts so you think there's gonna be a remaster of first one and a fable four great yeah throw it out there it's there. We also are big supporters of partial points. So if one of those two things happens, <laughs> you get partial credit. Oh, that's that, that's awesome. Okay. Otherwise, Steven, you end up with, otherwise, you end up with a bunch of nasty ties. You need the <laughs> yeah. new partial oh, points. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've, they've watched this game play out over many years. Um, okay, here's my first prediction. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 will have Amiibo support. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I believe, and I'm going to add on to that. Uh, I believe there will be at least one Marvel character amiibo. Please, I will buy it no matter what. I don't use them, but I love looking at them. I'm not going to predict who it is because that could be anyone. But yeah, um, but I think that it's going to have. More, there will be amiibo support for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. It's too much of a gimme. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. All right, um, my first one. I don't know if you guys... I'm going to take you on a little stroll back to April of 2018. There was a tweet from... Well, there was a a whole story from Jason Schreier about uh, Mafia 3. And then there was a follow-up tweet that says, Among other details I learned while reporting this story, right next to Hangar 13, a top-secret 2K studio is now working on a top-secret new Bioshock game. Mm. I think we're going to finally see this game. It's going to show up at Microsoft's conference... It will be announced as a next-gen title. And I think we'll finally see a teaser trailer for it. All right. So Bioshock next-gen teaser. Yep. At, at Microsoft, Microsoft Conference. At Microsoft Event. Okay. I could get down with that. I could get down with that. It's time. I mean, it's I time. I got chills a little bit. This is not part of chills. my prediction, but it is going to be included in that. Like, it's all part of the same world. In the way that they're all connected, I'm not going to spoil the end of Bioshock Infinite because we're, we've yet yeah. to play that on our show, but they're uh, going to be connected in the same way. Dude, the game came out three years ago. I know. I'm trying to. I got Holden finally to play one and two, and I'm getting him to play Infinite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's. I, think, I mean, I guess. I, I think at this point, if you haven't played Infinite, it's your own damn fault. <laughs> it's not like it's some obscure indie game, you know what I mean? Like, it's freaking yep. Bioshock. Right. My first prediction is that a new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 will be shown up during Microsoft's event, and it will be given a 2020 release window. Okay, that was a huge Thanks. softball until the 2020 <laughs> release window. Like the, they're going to show it's Cyberpunk. the same prediction I made for the year, so I'm just kind of bundling that in there because I already made the prediction for the year that to happen at some point. So, sure. Are you updating these in the note? That's dope. Nice. Good job. It's no, actually, I'm doing it, and I started to write it down on my service instead. Oh. I got the softball out of the way because I figured everyone's going to take that one. At some point, so I'm just saying it. Now. I wasn't only because I nope. really could give a shit about Cyberpunk. 
Oh, like how weird! I had so much respect for you, Stephen, and it's just oh, it just disappeared. I mean, it's just gone suddenly. Fight, fight, fight! I mean, that's fine. Listen, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm so happy that you're gonna like it, but I just it's not my. I I don't care, man. I just don't care. Anyway, Mm. prediction number two, Stephen, you're up first. I like that, Holden. By the way, I like that you've given us all a different time to go first, so that. That's that's nice. Thank you. This is like it's like yeah, a fantasy football draft. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, I'm kind of glad that my next one goes next because I'm sure someone was going to do this. Um, the the new Xbox is that we know they're going to talk about it. The new Xbox is going to yep. release before next summer, and there will be two SKUs. Um, to be specific, next summer begins June 21st of 2020 because that's the first day of summer. So I believe that it will begin that they will give us a release date. Before t- summer begins next year, and there will be two Interesting. of them. So, what are they going to say at, at E three this year, though? They're going to tell us at E three, yeah, that the next Xbox is coming out before next summer. So they're going to say something okay. like spring twenty twenty. The the future is here. Blah blah. Whatever marketing crap okay. they do, but that's my prediction. And two skews, right? And two skews. That's probably going to fuck me. <laughs> but there's definitely going to well, be more. Said there's one. multiple consoles, yeah. so I think you're onto something there. I'm going to jump on the next gen hardware train as well. Microsoft will announce next gen console, a code name for it. We won't get a name name, but a code name for it. We'll see a few features, but the most important part, of, most important part of this prediction is that they're going to announce that all next gen games are playable on current gen consoles via XCloud. So you don't have to buy a next-gen Xbox ever to play next-gen games. You're crazy. You're crazy. I think it's going to happen, good. man. I think it, I, I agree. All right. You're both crazy. I like you, <laughs> but you're both crazy. <laughs> well, I, I am really excited for Death Stranding, so, I mean. That's, I mean, listen, you're, that's a, the game full of hype monsters, so... <laughs> what was the first part of your chat? You said all next gen playable through xCloud on current gen. What was the first part of that? Uh, they'll announce a next gen console, give it a code name, and show a few features. Okay. For everyone listening, Holden's writing them down right now, which is why you're not hearing any content. <laughs> you know, you could <laughs> and fix he that. He is the next person to predict. Mr. Um, Audio okay. Editor. So, yeah, but that takes a lot more work than I want to do. <laughs> okay, so my next prediction is actually we're going to ride on that train. So Microsoft's going to start their next event with the ne- the new console information. That's the first thing they're going to have in their event. And then that's going to be followed by a theme of cross-gen just throughout the event. So basically, any, most games you're going to talk about will have cross-gen mentioned, or at least in concept. They might not use the term cross-gen, but it's going to be the theme across the event. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Sure. Jerrica, is yours next-gen Xbox uh, related? (laughs) That's what I was about to ask. Are we just sticking with that topic, or did I miss something? No, no, no. We just (laughs) happen to all have the same one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I want to take it to uh, the Square Enix uh, conference. Ooh, go on. um, And I want to say that I feel like this is still confirmed, but Final Fantasy VII is still episodic, I think? Yes, has, it is. Has, has that been confirmed? Okay. That has been yes. confirmed. I, it has been confirmed, yeah. I think we'll get episode one, the release date, and that's going to be early 2020. 
That's All a good, right. That's a strong prediction. You, God, I want that game right now. Thank you for stealing one of my predictions, Jared <laughs> Unless you can get more specific with the date, I, I think can't. early 2020. I'm not crazy yeah. enough to do that. That's. Uh, I'm next up for prediction three. Um, you took the fable thing. Uh, <laughs> here, we, okay, here we go. Ubisoft will open with a wacky Just Dance performance. I'm just kidding. They're gonna <laughs> every open. single year. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. They're going to open just with it? That happens every single time. Uh, <laughs> no, here's here's my next one. Square will fill in Final Fantasy gaps by announcing every Final Fantasy 4 through 15, with the exception of 8 and 11, for current gen systems, including Switch. So every final mm-hmm. or every system, this current gen, will be able to play every Final Fantasy 4 through 15. With the exception of 8 and 11. Because 11 dead and 8 is in some limbo that never gets re-released. Because they lost it. Yeah. <laughs> um, man. Alright, so that means they would have to... Oh, man, I, I think... The big get there is 6. The big get there is 6. 6? Because just about play, everything else... I mean, they, the 13 trilogy as well. But the 13 trilogy is... Oh, no, yeah, no... And then fourteen coming to Switch as well. So the fourteen coming to of... Switch is a gimme. I'm just trying. I'm just yeah. picking through these. Um, I, this is an. I mean, as a Final Fantasy fan, this is my dream, right? Like, yeah. I would absolutely love this. Um, how about this? Um, it would be one of the first non-mobile releases of Final Fantasy V. So you sure you want to throw that out yeah. there? Yeah. You th- I, mean, I mean, you want to staple that? I mean, that, you're stapling your hand to the wall there, man. Yeah. Like. Five has been released only on mobile in the United States, to my understanding. It was a PS1 classic that I played on my Vita. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. You're right. You're right. I mean, listen, I'm down. I want to play all these games. I want to play Final Fantasy VI on my Switch. Heck yeah. You're damn right I do. Sure. That sounds great. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, they just went on that blast with like 7 and 9 and 10 and 12 coming to everything, basically. Yeah. They've only got a few left to go. Yeah, no, you're right. Mm-hmm. With four, is it going to be the the SNES version, the Game Boy Advance? It's probably version, not going to be the story the, so far edition. I mean, that was great though. The holy, <laughs> the, the what holy was that? Tribune. Only WiiWare. That was a WiiWare exclusive version. Um, I think you can get it somewhere else though. I think they wrapped it into the Steam version. I think. Did they? Um, that was like Final Fantasy IV fan fiction though. Um, <laughs> yeah. The. <laughs> Uh, it was so, I mean, for real, like, Kane became a holy dragoon. I know, spoilers, I guess, for Final Fantasy The After Years, <laughs> but Kane becomes a holy dragoon. God, so stupid. Um, but, I mean, so here's the but the, the question with Final Fantasy IV, are they going to do the 3DS, or the, the DS version that was all, like, 3D with voice acting, where everyone Ooh, learned that Cecil's that name out. is pronounced Cecil in that? <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm I forgot down. that version came out. That's the one my son is playing. Uh, That's the first Final Fantasy game I ever played. I played the complete story. You are very Vita. young. <laughs> <laughs> that or I had access to Final Fantasy games before that. That's just the one I happened to play first. Listen, that one was cool. But I'm also young. There's also yeah, that. And I am also <laughs> old. All right. Who's next? Uh, I am next. My next prediction is that during Nintendo's E3 Direct, a new Hollow Knight Silk Song trailer will be will debut. Ooh, I like Silk Song. That sounds good to me. Oh, Hollow, oh, Hollow Knight, that game. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I think that's a safe bet. 
and a lot of nerds uh, are going to be really happy. I don't, I don't know. They've said so. They've said that they expect more information soon at some point. But when they first announced Hollow Knight, it was years until that game actually came out. And they've been working on so much content in the background, they might not have anything to show off. It's, I think it kind of came up in the air. I don't know. But it's likely enough. Jerrica, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Let me look at my list. What do I want to use next? Uh, well, I know at... Bethesda, so they already confirmed that they are not going to have, obviously, the next Elder Scrolls or Starfield. I think that's impossible. Well, maybe um, Elder Scrolls, but I think we'll get definitely a teaser or something more for Starfield. I think it'd be ridiculous if they didn't show us anything. Yeah. It won't be there, but it will be there. Not playable, but a teaser. Yeah, I, I think one. I've mentioned this on the show before <laughs> that I'm always going into a Bethesda conference. I'm always like, what do they have to show? And then it's like, they go through the conference. I'm like, oh yeah, all this shit. And I'm doing the same thing this year. It was like, what do they got? They've got Wolfenstein, Youngblood, and they've got... Mm, Doom, right? Doom. Doom, yeah. whatever. Is it, Doom Eternal? Forever. Like, what are they going to show? No, they got to show Starfield. <laughs> Doom forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, and then Steven, what's your third prediction? Um, so I'm going to make a Smash prediction. I'm going to get that one out of the way. Uh, the next Smash DLC character will be announced. It's going to be Erdrick from Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior, and he will be available that day. Ooh. What's, uh, what's, how do you spell the name? Erdrick. I don't know. It's the E dude from Dragon Warrior. I'll Google it. I don't know. It's, you can, I mean, I'll Google it. I'm just going to write Dragon Warrior character. You can say... In, in parenthesis, Steve got specific because we'll know who it is. Because if it turns out to be Doom Guy, I'm wrong. And you, you know, your listeners know who I'm talking about. It's, I think it's Erdrick, E R D, something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I played it, but I think it's going to be that dude and it's going to be that day. That's the real core of it. That yeah. they're, gonna, they're not going to do And you this. can play him now. Yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. Prediction number four, Holden, what you got? Well, I'm going to do my Smash prediction then. More than one Smash character will be announced at E3. Ooh. I think that is also they'll true. Do two. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll both be available before the end of August. I think that is... The reason I think... Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they need to have... With the pace they're going, they need to start announcing mm-hmm. some of these characters quickly. Um, I was debating whether or not to do them releasing the same day or not, because they've done that with the Wii U versions of DLC characters. They'd have, like, three come out on one day. Um, so I don't know if they're going to be the same day or not, but for sure two have to come out before August, because they'll probably announce two more in the September Direct, which is another big time they announce stuff, to come out before the end of 2019, and then they'll announce one last character at, like, Game Awards to come out before uh, February, which would be that year cutoff when they're going to have them all out. So I think that's kind of their... The, the timeline for that. So two before August, both of which announced. A billion percent down with that. Yep. Yeah. Prediction number four for Jerrica. Evan, your mom is calling Oh, yeah. Evan. Um, so Evan. I just wish for this every year because um, I hope your it will happen, but a Mass Effect remaster would be great. <laughs> How many um, years if, do we have to wish before it comes true? I don't know. I, I feel like every year that I wish for it, it's... It's doing something, maybe. I don't know. 
but that's my hope and dream. When that happens, I will probably take off my pants and run around <laughs> wherever I'm at. <laughs> I hope I feel like I'm that's at home. exactly what they need to do to just win back some goodwill. They, ugh, it would be incredible. Like that's, oh please, please. <laughs> Stephen, what you got? Uh, prediction numero four. Um, Microsoft is going to, uh, during their conference, reveal, uh, reveal is the wrong word, they're going to fully unveil Minecraft Dungeons, um, and they will announce that there will be an open beta before the end of 2019. I forgot about Minecraft Dungeons. Yo, dude, um, there is quietly, like, an army of 12-year-olds losing their crap <laughs> during that presentation. Like, you want to see, like, Smash, like, you remember the Smash Brothers reaction videos, and, like, all those dudes going crazy... Yep. That's a bunch of 12-year-olds when Minecraft Dungeons gets announced, because that's basically Minecraft 2. That, I mean, that's basically the mo- Minecraft yeah. 2-iest Minecraft 2 we're ever getting, and my son is going to shit his pants. <laughs> that's not part of my prediction, to be clear, but they're going <laughs> to unveil it. And I'm going to ask you, did your son shit his pants or not? That's part of it. Um, and then, um, yeah. When- when was that beta? Open beta. Open by beta? The open beta will start before the end of 2019. Okay. Fun uh, Fun side note. Holden and I just played through uh, the part of Borderlands 2 where there's the fun mi- Minecraft like little cave that you can go into and fight the creepers. Wait, what? The Minecraft Earth beta is going to start like... No, we're not talking about Minecraft Earth. Go away. Go away. Go away. We're working. <laughs> He's got some opinions about Minecraft Earth. He's he's hype as hell for Minecraft Earth. <laughs> uh, I'm not looking at the list. I'm looking at my predictions. Am I next? Who's next? Go for it, Chad. You're next. Yeah, next. go for it. Um, which of these do I want to do? Ah, here we go. I think we're going to see at least two new IPs that are going to be revealed from third-party publishers that have Nintendo licensing, similar to Rabbids, Starlink, and Crypt of the Necro Dancer. At Ubisoft's event, specifically? Uh, not necessarily at Ubisoft, but somewhere in this. It could be at a Nintendo Direct. It could be somewhere in this uh, entire thing. We're going to see two games. So do two Nintendo IPs that are going to be from third parties. Or third parties that integrate Nintendo characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. A la Cadence of Hyrule. Right. Okay. Or Starlink. They had that Star Fox thing. Or yeah. Mario Rabbids. All right, Jerrica, it's your turn next. Okay. Uh... Final predictions. <sighs> Let's see. I don't know where this one came from, but I wrote it down. Um, with all these new studios working on new stuff, um, a new Perfect Dark Zero game, maybe? I am down for a Perfect Dark game. Because I feel like, you know, if, uh, if if it's time for Microsoft to have a turnaround, that's what they started with, with the 360. Yeah. So, sure, why not? That was one of my first games I played on my Xbox. That was, like, one of the only first games you could play on your Xbox 360. And that's You're also, right. like, <laughs> I remember they had some kind You're of, right. like, event where they showed gameplay for the first time or something like that, and it was just, like, a bunch of people playing Perfect Dark Zero. <laughs> I spent uh, that N64 that I had as a kid, maybe a third of the entire total time I played on that console was Perfect Dark. Freaking loved it. 
All right, Steven, you're up for prediction number five. It's the last one. Make it a good one. Doom Battle Royale. Oh, shit. How good would that be with how fast-paced that is? Mm-hmm. Yep. It works so well, you know? Like, and Bethesda, they're not, like, one to to chase trends, but they don't have a Battle Royale in their portfolio. And yeah. I think Doom Eternal is coming. I think it just makes perfect sense. Bunch of Doom guys on Mars with, like, demons running around. Doom Battle Royale. So it's... Are you leaving the prediction of Doom Battle Royale or Doom Battle Royale in Doom Eternal? No, my prediction is that they will announce Doom Battle Royale. I don't know that it'll necessarily be in Doom Eternal. It probably will, but my prediction is that they're going to announce Doom Battle Royale. Okay. Cool. Watch me be wrong and it's Quake Battle Royale and I missed by like <laughs> by like half a shot because Quake Battle Royale would also work very well, but Yep. But no, I said Doom, I'm going to stick with it. Doom Battle Royale. Do I get partial points if Quake if it's Battle Royale but it's Quake? <laughs> Can I get I don't know. That's a tough one to give half credit on. All right. If you wanted to say they'll just announce a battle royale game, no, no, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick open. with it and then bitch when you guys rob me of points, <laughs> <laughs> which we very much will do. I'm gonna oh, be very stringent on I'm, this. Listen, I totally. I'm get only it, gonna be stringent on yours. That's fair. That's fair. You're gonna need um, to be stringent on mine. Oh god, this is so hard to decide which of these two I want right? to. Right, you got the last one. Oh, do I want the one that's more hype or the one that's more likely to happen? Depends on whether or not you care about winning. <laughs> We're going with hype, hype. Hype. All right. There will be a new 3D mainline Zelda game revealed, built with Breath of the Wild engine and art style. You are, you are absolutely high, but I love it. <laughs> You're absolutely high. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Majora's Mask turnaround thing. They're going to use all the same assets, all the same stuff, hmm. and churn out something new, and hopefully a lot more interesting. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> Majora's Mask was super interesting. I mean, it was that, yes. All right. Uh, my final prediction. Let's see here. Um, okay, so in Nintendo's event, their main focus game is going to be Animal Crossing. They will have a featurette that is at like a... Maybe not as long as Smash's last year, but it will be a chunk of the E3. It will be heavily dedicated to Animal Crossing. It's going to show off the new activities, the new townsfolk, new items, uh, like what kind of customs, customizations you'll be able to do to your house. Uh, it's going to show like what the towns look like, that kind of stuff, and it will be given its official title in that featurette. How did we make it through 19 predictions and we let this son of a bitch walk out with Animal Crossing during the Nintendo press conference? Because how I don't want to hear anything else about Animal how Crossing. How did that happen? <laughs> oh. Talk about a game more boring than Breath of the Wild. Fucking go pay a mortgage. Oh, God, don't, you know what? You don't understand anything that's good and pure in this world. That's it. <laughs> and then... Uh, we had a tweet from D. Schmitty Games, who's Dallas. He's been on our show before. And he had his thoughts on E3 as well. He's saying he's hoping for Fable. He thinks something Legend of Zelda um, that's unannounced will be there. Fingers crossed for new God of War news. Looking forward to hearing something about new Assassin's Creed, Xbox New Studios games, and Cyberpunk in all caps with two exclamation points. And I agree. I would add at least five more exclamation points. Cyberpunk, <laughs> is, probably my most Cyberpunk is a yeah. slam dunk for Microsoft's press conference. 
An yeah. absolute slam yeah. dunk. I bet you it opens. Um, it's either going to open I, or close. It's just a matter of what they do with Halo Infinite. I don't think they're. I think they're going to let it be somewhere towards the you, end. Oh, or like come the on, back man! Half. You can't do that. You got to Cyberpunk is bigger than anything Microsoft has on the table, other than maybe Halo Infinite. But it's not. It's not a Microsoft exclusive. It, I, and I don't know that that matters. And people. And if if. They've I feel opened like, with Call of Duty um, before. Unless they announce some kind of partnership where it's like some kind of content exclusive. I mean, yeah. it's possible, but yeah. they've opened with you Call know, of Duty before. And Call of Duty here's, ain't nobody's exclusive. Here's, they're <laughs> absolutely 100%, I think, undeniably opening up with the next-gen console information. Um, the past, so 2016 and 2017's E3 events both started off with Xbox One S, and then the following year was Xbox One X. They started off their events with that information. Uh, that seems to be something they do. But also, they're going to talk a lot about cross-gen. I mean, that's one of those things where there's so much smoke, there has to be fire there. And I feel like that's going to be easier for them to talk about if they just start off the event with next-gen. That way, everything after that, they can say, hey, it has cross-gen. So it's right. it's got to be set up that way. So I don't think they'll start off with Cyberpunk, but it's... Maybe it'll be like very close after, like oh, and look at what Cyberpunk looks like on running on an Xbox Two. Maybe I don't know. I just can't wait for Cyberpunk. Oh man, I can't wait for it. I think it's interesting that Dallas put in here. He's looking forward to hearing something about the new Assassin's Creed. I don't think we'll hear a thing about the new one because they're not. Yeah. They mentioned they're not releasing a new Assassin's Creed this year. They're just focusing mm-hmm. on Odyssey. But I do think we'll see maybe a lengthy thing on whatever's next for Odyssey. Yeah. I also I don't know about Legend of Zelda. I feel like. They already have three Legend of Zelda games that haven't come out yet before E3. Uh, I will, when's the cadence of Hyrule coming out? That's coming Sometime out in June. In June. Before or after. My guess okay. is so, that day. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, so they have three, at this point, unreleased Zelda games that are scheduled for 2019. They want the focus to be on those Zelda games. Plus, I mean, they still have Retro's game. Like, what's going on with Retro's game? If oh, they're going to yeah. tease a, if they're going to tease a game for the future, um. I think they're going to tease Retro's next game. In my future, I mean like the 2020 game. You know, it's not coming out this year because there's still so much to talk about that's coming to Switch this year. Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, Link's Awakening, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which won't be at E3 to be fair enough. But there's big, big games. Yeah. Fire Emblem, Three Houses, I just, um, Mario I, uh, Maker. Yeah. I forgot about Bayonetta too. Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. Bayonetta. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that and too. And Astral Chain. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much you know, to talk about. I, know, I would love to see so high. <laughs> I do want to see it, but I guess I just I would rather go into E3 not expecting it and then jumping out of my seat when it gets announced oh. than being like it's definitely going to be at this E3 and be let down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it. They don't because they don't need it. Like z- announcing a new Zelda game is like a big gun. You know what I mean? And I, they don't need yeah. it. This year is already insane. And Chad, mm-hmm. sure, maybe he's not excited about Animal Crossing because he's a monster. <laughs> but like, I'd rather get a colonoscopy. <laughs> Animal Crossing sold twelve. Listen, million I'm not here. I'm not here to kink shame. Uh, it's a huge seller. <laughs> I'm not here to kink shame. But like, yeah, Animal Crossing is going to make so many dollars because the, the thing is, like, that game is not targeted at like you and me. It's a little bit targeted at me, but like, there's a whole. <laughs> but like, there's 
th- there are millions of people who play that game that are that are not like dudes that host podcasts. You know, like that's yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> mean the that. Sims of the yeah, of dude. I mean, think about the I mean, the Sims. There's a reason The Sims is getting a half hour thing during EA yeah, Play on huge. Saturday because it's huge. <laughs> and, and Animal Crossing is that, but with like furries. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, my, but also it's casually, it's accessible to casual players and younger kids. Yeah. And grandmas. And Remember grandmas? That? Have you seen that video that like 80 yeah, no, year old grandma's right. been played it for like five years and she's so rich in the game and she knows all the. All the people in her town. Yeah. It's so cute. That's a great video. Yeah. <laughs> I have not no, I, you know what? I had forgotten it. about it until you mentioned it. But yeah, I mean, there's so many she has stories like, a DS. like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's adorable. It that game, like I know our the engaged family gaming community. Like if you even talk about if like Animal Crossing is like a whisper on the wind, they're like piranhas. Just, <laughs> it's gonna be nuts if it if it's not there by some. I, I'm gonna have to deal with a riot. Like I'm gonna have to bring in extra community management staff. Like, can I hire you guys to come in and like help fix my community? Because they're just getting... yeah. I'll come and yell at them and tell them it's not good. <laughs> no, that's Calm not down. that's that's bad community management. Chat. Maybe maybe I'll maybe Damn. I'll have somebody else. <laughs> well, that um, wraps up our predictions. Uh, we're gonna go. I through... do want to just run through the predictions one more time, just that way I can make sure I have them right. Okay. Down. And just in case our audience can hear one more time. Um, so starting with Jerrica's one, Fable 4 announced at Microsoft's event with a remaster of the first game. I got that right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Final Fantasy VII coming in 2020. It's going to be Episode 1 specifically. Three, more Starfield, inf- more Starfield information will be revealed at Bethesda's event. Mm-hmm. Four, Mass Effect uh, remaster will happen. And that's the yes. trilogy. <laughs> uh, and five. Wow, he got <laughs> awfully specific about that. <laughs> what you got awfully, and that's the trilogy. You like you got awfully specific. Well, I didn't it. write down trilogy. I was just kind of like re-remembering. I just wrote Mass Effect mm-hmm. Remastered. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like a. It's perfect. Yes, all of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Steven's predictions. We had one amiibo support for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, with one Marvel amiibo character being announced at E three at least. Uh, two is Microsoft uh, will say next gen coming before summer twenty twenty, and we'll have two SKUs. Three new Smash character will be the Dragon Quest guy, Erlrich. I didn't even write that short. Something. Erdrick. Erdrick. Um, and that will be available the, the day of the announcement. Mm-hmm. Four Microsoft uh, d- Microsoft Minecraft Dungeons r- reveal will be happening during Microsoft's event. And it will be an open beta that starts before the end of 2019. And then five is a Doom Battle Royale. To be specific about my, about my Microsoft thing, I don't know if you wrote it down wrong or you read it wrong. They, they're going to un- reveal it during the, the event. And then the beta by the end. You said that it's going to release during the event, and then there's going to be a beta. Oh, I said I meant to say review. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I was like, "Damn, I didn't get. I'm not that ballsy." <laughs> it's going to release before the beta. I mean, that sounds Minecraft as hell. Yeah. But, okay, and then Doom Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. And then Chad's predictions: We had uh, one Bioshock Next Gen teaser at Microsoft's event. Two, an all next gen playable, sorry, all next gen games uh, announced during Microsoft's event will be playable on current gen using Project X Cloud. Yep. So you won't have to buy an Xbox uh, two. Number three is Square will announce Final Fantasy four through fifteen on all systems, including the Switch. Um, I'm just, was it eight and eleven? Eight and eleven. Minus eight and eleven. Yeah, yeah, Minus the impossible ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then four, at least two Nintendo IP from third party developers mm-hmm. will be announced. Yep. Is that fair enough? Cool. And then 
5, a new 3D Zelda will be shown off. It's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Not sequel to Breath of the Wild, but in the same engine and art style. Well, I mean, like, it's a continuation of that. It's not Link's Awakening 2D. It's it's the next 3D. Right. But if it's not called Breath of the Wild 2, I'm not getting dinged I'm not. Ca- I'm okay. not counting it as that. Yeah. I'm not counting it as that. Um... My predictions were uh, more than one Smash character will be announced, um, both coming before the end of August. Uh, during Nintendo's E3 Direct, a Hollow Knight, uh, a blah, Hollow Knight Silk Song trailer will be uh, debuting, and then Animal Crossing will be shown in a featurette highlighting new items, activities, including the official title. That'll be a focus of Nintendo's event. For a new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, will be shown off during Microsoft's event and will uh, have a 2020 release window. And then uh, Microsoft will start off their event with the new console information, and the prominent theme for the rest of the event will be cross-gen after that. Cross-gen support. Cross-gen. So, can we just talk for a second? Let's just let's let's pretend we're in the future, and let's pretend every one of those predictions came true. My pants are gone. Well, I mean, <laughs> your pants are gone. Like that I shit is my pants so hard they disappeared. <laughs> Like, because we all, we all, like... Even Jarek is like, whoa, what happened? Where did they go? They just, va- they just evaporated. Um, the, like, because w- here's what's crazy, right? That's incredibly hype. The stuff, like, the, the way it all com- comes out, the, if everything was right. But none of us made predictions that are impossible. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. I've seen, I've seen my share of prediction shows. I've been on my share of prediction shows. And... There's always like that wild, crazy stuff that is that is impossible. And what's wild about the four of us is we all made predictions that are incredibly hype and cool, but none of them are like all of them. I was sitting there going, "Yeah, I could see." It's I, I might say you're crazy, but like I, it's possible. I might just be wrong. You know what I mean? Like that's what's so wild about this E3 is we just made shit up for an hour. Right. But like it could all happen and it's all awesome. You know, like I'm just some of that. I don't, I don't know, man. This is just so crazy. This is going to be such an awesome year. I can't wait in two. Now I might be singing a different tune in two weeks when we come back. I got everything <laughs> wrong and you know, whatever, but this is going to be such a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. yeah My- and, it, and on top of that, too, like this is the weirdest E3 ever to me. It's unlike mm-hmm. any that we've ever had. So, like, a lot of my things that I'm always really sound on, like, yeah, we're going to get this, we're going to get this, just by Sony not being there just really puts a wrench in things. It's 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 weird. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I, I, I was there, and I was kind of like, you know, like, I don't know, it's, it seems like it's going to be a weird E3. And then I started my predictions, I'm like, no, this is going to be a great E3. Nintendo has an absurd amount of stuff that's awesome they still need to talk about. Microsoft, ex- very likely, I mean, no one here is going to deny it. They're talking about next gen at E3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's hugely exciting. Square Enix will actually have a really interesting press conference, <laughs> it sounds like, with Avengers and Final Fantasy VII. And I think, I didn't include some of my predictions, but like, I think that they might finally reveal Final Fantasy XVI. And they're working on that. It's yeah. been a while mm. since Final Fantasy XV came out. Like they could have a massive okay. showing, and I don't think that's unrealistic. It's not. <laughs> if they announce Final <laughs> Fantasy XVI, I will lose my shit. I will shit your pants. Then <laughs> they'll disappear. My pants, hopefully, because you don't want to clean and up that find mess. Jerry some shit in those pants too. Um, <laughs> gonna, no, listen, my, shit in all their pants. My pants will stay right where they need to be um, because ain't nobody need to see that. But like for real, the, <clears throat> I mean, it's gonna happen eventually, right? Like there is a team making a Final Fantasy 16, 
And the only question is whether or not they decide to learn from the shenanigans that were 15. Because the, as much as I enjoyed and seven it, remake, seven remake. <laughs> well, seven remake is a different pile of garbage because, and I'm, and I'm super excited about that game. Don't get me wrong. Even though I really don't like seven, but like the, like that was because they tried to farm it out. They, they tried to trust somebody else when really you can't, that's your baby. You've got to take care of that. Um, whereas 15, I feel like they should have just shoved it to Bandai Namco or something to let them finish it. It probably would have been a better game. Um, but like what I mean is learn is like, you can't take, you can't internally take a decade to make a Final Fantasy game. You've got to get back yeah. and have it and change and get these games out there. And you are right. If they learned the right lesson, then now is the time for Final Fantasy 16. Well, I'm with you. They also canceled all those Final Fantasy 15 DLC for what reason? Probably to focus on 16. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's time. But it's one of those things where it might be smart of them just to say, hey, we're finally showing off Final Fantasy 16. We know it's been a long time, but it's coming out this year. That'd be really smart of them to do, and that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're definitely not going to have... I don't, you know what? I don't yeah. know. I'm not going to talk shit. Because it's so wild. Like, this... this. I mean, E3 is definitely not dead. Like, that whole like sh- oh, bullshit yeah. is not true. Um, it's like saying consoles are dead. When everyone said consoles were dead, it's like, <laughs> all right. But it's like... This year, I mean, we're going to see it in two weeks. The four of us are going to come back. And, I mean, what will happen is maybe not our predictions will be right. But I think if our predictions are wrong, like something more awesome or equally awesome will have been announced. Like there is no scenario where I think we come out of the other end of this week and are disappointed. I mean, for me, there's no way I'm disappointed. Everything is – it's all upside to me. And that could be because I'm a giant hype monster. But, like, (laughs) you know, like – I can't imagine anything being bad. Well, the past, like last year at E3, I had a sense of like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for E3 because it's E3, but like, I don't, not really looking forward to that much specifically. This time around, I'm pumped. Yep. There's going to be great stuff showing yep. off. Absolutely. Yep. And even that, like, even with the next gen stuff, if they don't show that much, the conversation started, and I'm just kind of curious to see if they don't talk about everything, how they hide those details mm-hmm. and kind of walk around it. Yeah. I'm always, I always just like that stuff, too. Do we see a lot of trailers uh, that are like, mm, this game's coming out. We don't yeah, know for don't. what system, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get a Watch Dogs thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, great. Yeah, Xbox 2 and other next-gen and systems. Other we'll something. get a lot of that, I'm sure. <laughs> That wraps up our E3 predictions. We have a couple more things to go through, including Game on Game Show, so stick around. First is hashtag thanks for creating, where we take a moment to thank developers, people in the game industry about uh, things that they do and tell them how great they are. This week, I want you to thank the developer who made your favorite E3 game reveal. So whatever reveal at an E3 that you were watching a press conference or saw a trailer and you're like, oh my God, whatever that is to you, thank that developer. Uh, we mentioned earlier this episode our barf game backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends that you can play along with us is Borderlands 2 till the end of the month. So as you're playing through, if you want to tabulate your thoughts and let us know, 280 characters or less, we will uh, mention that on our review episode. And you can also play along with us. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire to play along with us, get exclusive wallpapers, get influence over what we play for the month as well. And then if you have a subscriber interrogative, we kind of integrated that with uh, Dallas's thing here. But if you have a subscriber interrogative, which is a fancy way to say listener question, uh, you can submit that to us on Twitter or via email at Respawn Aimfire 
or respawnandfire at gmail.com. And finally, wrapping up with our game on game show, where we play a game on game show called Game On, our game show on our game show called Game, 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 Game. And this week, we have... Now flesh it out. Now flesh it out. So it's another one where we take three games, we mash them together, and decide whatever that game might look like. Three games this time. Uh, sorry. Yes, three. We always do three for flesh it out. I thought we combined two games together. It's three games that we create out of mashups. Oh, oh yes. Oh. I got confused for a second. God, how many I don't know how our this? show works. I, I haven't done it yet. Uh, <laughs> our first one... What would a game look like if we mashed up Mass Effect and Pokemon? What do you think that game would look like? <laughs> do you play as a Pokemon? <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> uh, perhaps. Perhaps. Um, let's see. So we're mashing um, up Mass Effect and Pokemon? Mass Effect and Pokemon. Yeah. I think right. the easy route to go is you are a Pokemon trainer, and instead of collecting people like the Krogan and all of these, like, all of these teammates, you're collecting Pokemon. And then you can go on side quests to learn about their backstory, like Charmander and the Rain and the po- trainer that like left him out on the rock and Squirtle and the Squirtle Squad, that kind of stuff. I can think you, that's uh, an easy route. take the Pokemon on a date? <laughs> can you romance them? <laughs> you have to romance the Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> oh, the Pokemon breeder just takes on all new meals. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. What if it's only a Pokemon breeding game? Like it's it's romance options for Mass Effect Three, but you're just you play as Pokemon. Oh, that's and you cute. simulate Pokemon sex <laughs> in space. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon sex in space, space, space. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I am so good. Or what it could be is it's just Mass Effect, but instead of shooting guns, you just have Pokeballs. You have to catch all your enemies instead. That's it. That's the only thing. It's different. So it's a cover shooter. You like gun up around cover, throw a Pokeball, and then you catch them. Yeah. All right. All right. And then you capture them for diplomatic interrogations that are dialogue oh, sequences. Nice. Yeah. 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 And they feel comfortable in their Pokeballs. They're not upset or or discomforted at all. Yeah. Well, when I say diplomatic, you know, discussion, I mean it's it's torture. Oh. There, so right. and then I have a conversation <laughs> afterwards. So this is it's water. This is Commander Shepard. He doesn't treat people well. He's a hard ass. <laughs> all right. Interesting. Next up, how do we combine Kingdom Hearts and Until Dawn? What? <laughs> oh Hearts my god, this Dawn. is awesome. <laughs> I just think Obviously, that like I the just worst kill game all ever. The Kingdom Hearts I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like the worst game ever because it's just the the story of Kingdom Hearts where you have to hit quick time events basically. <laughs> yeah. That would take forever. It. That's what it is. Horrible. It would take that forever. <laughs> but what happens yeah. if Goofy or Donald dies? At or least I Sora will know dies. that they died because if any other character dies, I can't tell them apart. I can't. So if they die, at least I know. <laughs> that would be kind of cool being like, I'm going to play through the story of Alice in Wonderland where Alice dies in the first scene <laughs> and the rest of the story has to play out. <laughs> like when you go to these different kingdoms, then it turns into the Until Dawn like movie version of that. <laughs> All right. Film. All right. <laughs> That could be fun. I could just that see could Goofy like trying to run from like I don't know some character trying with the chainsaw, and like had to press A like super fast. <laughs> or that could be what it is. <laughs> All the Disney princesses go to a cabin of the woods. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. The story of Until Dawn, where yes. all the Disney princesses are getting killed. Yes. 
I would play that game. Me too. I would love to play that That's game because I don't like Disney that much. There'd be a weird that like, would make the most popular like Twitch stream. <laughs> is playing a, a oh, Disney yeah. princess murder simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. I'm sure Disney would allow it. Good luck. I'm sure, bye bye. Yeah. The CEO would be totally cool. Yeah, good luck getting that through licensing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mickey Mouse, how would you like it if we took Cinderella and like cut her head off with an? No, you don't like that. <laughs> Why not? All right, uh, I'm actually going to do two more because I had a couple of backups just in case, and I really want to do these two. Uh, first one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Twisted Metal. I mean, that's easy. You're, you're, you, you pick your vehicle, and you ride over the obstacles, and the combos that you make build up your damage meter, and then you basically are playing Twisted Metal with supers. <laughs> All right, I thought about it the other way, where you're all skateboarding, and maybe you have machetes, me too. <laughs> Chainsaws. And oh you're just like, as God. you pass somebody, you like cut their leg off. And it's like super you brutal. You do more damage if you're getting points doing a trick while you oh, hit them. Yeah. Oh, there you go. If I you're both it. like jumping up in, in midair and you're like, do a 360, and then there's a blade on the front of your skateboard that cuts the other guy's head <laughs> off. Then, yeah. I'm really surprised that's not actually a game. <laughs> right? <That> sounds great. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot and GTA. Isn't that already <laughs> the same? I mean, isn't that just a PC mod? Like, I don't know. Is it? Because I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, we have Google. I don't know why. I, I mean, hold on. I mean, I want to try to imagine Crash Bandicoot like I mean, driving up and like, <laughs> I guess being a pimp. I don't know. And like doing drugs. <laughs> And finding aliens in the woods. I don't know. That may already happen in Crash Bandicoot. I can't remember. There is a page of YouTube results of Crash Bandicoot mod in GTA 5. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It's got a really annoying YouTuber. So (laughs) I had to mute him. Yeah, you're playing GTA 5 as Crash Crash Bandicoot. Bandicoot. What if we flip it on its head? What if you play a Crash Bandicoot game with GTA GTA Five characters? <laughs> I'm in. What, what's the uh, what are the the crazy guys from GTA Five? Like the really insane one? Uh, not Trevor. Uh, I forget. I forgot his name. I never actually played GTA Five. I think it is Trevor. Is it? Tre- I think Trevor's Maybe? the one that everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's crazy." If you have him, what if he's running at the screen? And the more, like, as it's an endless runner type thing, the more, like, hookers and stuff that you hit or, like, kill people or deal drugs as you're running, the higher your wanted meter, which means there's more obstacles and more, I don't know, helicopter shooting at you. I don't know what happens when you get a high wanted meter. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's GTA mobile game right there. There you go. Endless runner and you just try to avoid the police as long as you can. (laughs) Done. Perfect. Well, that brings an end to our Now Flesh It Out game on Game on Game Show and an end to our show. Um, thank you both so much, Jerrica and Steven, for joining us. You will be back in two weeks to talk about how E3 went and take a look at our predictions and see who won. But I also wanted to give you guys one last chance to plug your stuff before we wrap up for the episode. So, Jerrica, go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Well, I don't know why I said two Gs earlier. There's two G's. <laughs> Shit. I just had a brain fart. So uh, let's try this again. You can follow me on Twitter at Glitch Girl. It's spelled with a U instead of uh, an 
is this still right? An I R L. I can't fucking yes. spell right now. Let me just spell it. Uh, capital G L I T C H G U R L. It's all together at Glitch Girl. You'll find me there. Going to cat shows. That's what's pinned up there right now. Perfect. 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 <laughs> and Stephen, where can people find you and your content? So the very best place to find our content is actually on our Facebook page um, because that's where the parents are, folks. Um, but it is uh, facebook.com slash engagedfamilygaming or engagedfamilygaming.com slash Facebook because we're fancy. Um, you can also talk to me on Twitter. It is at Dutesmania, so at D-U-E-T-Z, Mania, M-A-N-I-A, blah, blah, and, um, or at E-F-G. A-M-I-N-G. That's uh, the professional stuff. Dope. I'm Chad Michael Innes. My Twitter is at InnesChadMike. No, it's not anymore. It's at ChadMikeInnes. I just changed everything. Everything is now at ChadMikeInnes. Holden DePardo, where do people find you? You find me on Twitter at, at HoldenDePardo or on Instagram at Callry, C-A-U-L-R-Y-E. Woo! And until next week, here's our usual sign-off. Mass Effect Remastered! Please! So we can lose our pants. <laughs>